And now, introducing the man who was very proud of his six-year-old son following his first lacrosse practice. However, he admitted to being slightly surprised to hear him asking to have his entire wardrobe replaced by vineyard vines and declining breakfast because he intended to, quote, just hit this jewel for a little while, unquote. Even though he understands and respects Justin Fields' talent, he remained aggravated that the sports world only seemed to talking about his second pro day when, in fact, today marked the third time that ITT Tech has given him the green light to, quote, broadcast my workouts and use the food court to run my 40, unquote. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. It is Glenn Clark Radio. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Window Nation, where they've got a great offer for you. Act now, beat the rush, and Window Nation will give you 50% off every style window, bows, bays, picture and garden windows, every style, every color. Plus, get 0% interest for 18 months, 866-90Nation or windownation.com. Did you get a tweet up? Yeah. Okay, good. Then I'm not going to do one. I'm a, I'm a little bit behind because I wanted to get Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios posted. They're up at Glenn Clark Radio and Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill. We'll get to that here in a moment. How'd the boy do it, lacrosse? Um... Uh, he struggled. The only thing that was an issue for him, he loves it. He's all in. Yeah. He's very excited. They got a game on Saturday. Uh, Johns Hopkins, in oh fact. My gosh. It's, a, it's a big one for big Hopkins. One. Big one. Yeah, no doubt about that. Real, real tried um, and true. He's very excited about it. He was struggling to remember that he was right handed. Well, no, you don't want to dissuade kept, that. You don't want to, like. I, I understand what you're saying, but he's right handed. But it's you what don't it is. know that. No, he was. But you don't his, need to. All of his problems came from trying to do the other thing. He's but once not, he gets it down. Yeah, yeah. Best right. kid there. Yeah, sure. Um, but he could, like, catch and throw? A little bit. I mean, like, he's sick. He didn't Settle have down, the, chief. He didn't have the, the shooting strings on his, on his stick. What are you talking about? He never the shooting strings. You know he, what you mean. He didn't have a stick until he showed up for practice. I'm just saying. Calm down. Don't they have to what, string you, you, the don't, sticks? Don't, don't. Let's not do this. You're doing a bit. Let's not this isn't even this. a bit. I'm genuinely trying to have a conversation right, about lacrosse. Wait, nobody's, did, nobody cares about that. No one cares. <laughs> You're doing a bit. This isn't a bit. Yes, it's a bit. You don't realize it's a bit. You think that it's interesting. It's not interesting. Nobody is concerned I about that. I think people are worried about your kid's career. That's a different thing. Me talking about my kid is different than you asking about how the strings work on a lacrosse stick. I just Those know are two completely different subjects. That you're going to have the ball go high if you have no thank, strings. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's that's a dynamite observation no, on your part. Jesus I'm here to Christ. help. How did he do other than that? Did he score seven goals? Or no, he didn't eight? score seven goals, I don't think. Um, he had a wonderful time, and we're very excited, and he's very excited for the game. He needs to remember where to keep his hands on the stick. He wants to oh. put his left hand up top and his right hand at the bottom. He also, when he's carrying the ball, wants to hold it with one hand. Neither of those things are acceptable. He's ahead of his time, frankly. Yeah, no, not okay. He's going to have it checked out But every that's going to be what makes him the best later in life. No, it's not. None you of these things You see the best players true. doing the, the single-hand cradle. What? Guarding the ball from the defender by holding it away from their body with mm. a one-handed cradle. Mm. Going to the left, okay, shooting yeah. left-handed. Yeah, sure. Um, not, not, not things, just not things, okay. not things. And so we need to work on that. I need a stick, by the way. I haven't, I haven't, it's been a long time. 
for me. I haven't owned a stick since old, I was uh, in literally since I was in high school. The old Cryptolite, remember those? I don't remember that. I had a uh, what was it? A Warrior Diablo yeah, Warrior was, was my was, was, was my go-to move. stick back in the day. So I need a new stick, or I need somebody else's U stick. Really, right, is what I need. I'm not this. I'm not playing. Make sure it's got the. I need to be able to to toss the ball around with my kid in the backyard. So if one of you's got an extra stick lying around, pr- trust me, I'll find one because I work for a few lacrosse teams. Sure. But if one of you happens to have a stick lying around that you don't use anymore, by all means, please and it's let me know. Gotta be a good one. No, don't care <laughs> about that in any way. I'm not trying to revive a lacrosse career. I'm just trying to be able to toss the ball around in the backyard with my kid. So that he can try to get better at lacrosse, uh, but we had a wonderful time. He was he was having he had a lot of fun, and that's what matters most. How do you do with the team aspect thing? Um, he's very excited. Their name is the Sharks. I can he's imagine. Very excited about What's that. Not to be yes, excited it's about. It's a dope name. I am on board with that. He's very excited about the Sharks. He's not really like needing. He's got a couple of friends on the team already, so that part was good. Sure. But you're not really so it's already getting a little clicky on the team. Right? Oh yeah, I was getting a bit awkward. <laughs> and now the uh, the really awkward part is that the coach's son is my mother-in-law's neighbor. And Let me just try and the coach's son, mother-in-law's neighbor. So you know the yeah, coach. I know the coach and the, right. and and the kid. And so he's been friends with this kid for a long time. But the weird part is he's not really friends with that kid. He's friends with the kid's two sisters. It's a very weird vibe that's it's going on. It's a, yeah, right. <laughs> He's really friends with them. <laughs> so every like every couple of minutes last night, he tried to get Gavin's attention, and Gavin just not having any of it. So is it? Right? It's like, Gavin he's there not, to play a game. He's he's, he's not a, there. He's plugged in. Right. Gavin's, he's not there. So like Graham was just like, "Hey, Gavin, look at this," and like Gavin was just not hmm. not having it, hmm. not interested. Right. He's like, "Dude, we're here. We got Hopkins this on is... Saturday. Not sure <laughs> if you heard. It's a big game. Correct. We got to get things figured out." And so wasn't really Graham's interested. Like, I might be left-handed. Yeah. No. <laughs> Definitely not left-handed. Not left. There was an awkward part where the assistant coach on the team. I'm trying to do my best to not be a backseat coach. Correct. The assistant coach. Because you know so much. Well, I mean, I I don't know if you heard. I know a little bit about lacrosse. At one point, you set all the records. Yeah. At one point, they uh, they asked for um, a parent to come out with every kid to work on ground balls, and my wife started to walk out onto the field. And I was like, that's fine. I'm not, you know, sure. this is. You were more yeah. or less like, you want to let the kids oh, get one or two, right? Oh, like, if oh, you're yeah, out right. there, you're just. Only, only time we care about traditional gender roles in our house is apparently when we're cooking because she won't let me in the kitchen. I said, by all means, go right out there. And then she turns around, I swear to God, after she realizes what they're asking mm-hmm. her to do, and she's like, hey, do you know anything about lacrosse? And I, I'm like, I just stood there flabbergasted. Like, no, what is this lacrosse? What is that? Like, are you? S- I, 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 I guess I, I have a question. Though. I know my wife doesn't pay attention to anything in life ever. Like, I've accepted that for some time. She has no idea what I do. She has no idea. She uh, sometimes refers to this facility as a radio station. Oh, it's it not is. a joke. No, we are. She'll be like, Are you going back to the station today? Yeah. I don't work at a radio station anymore. <laughs> Those days are over. Like, I, they're, they're done ski. So I realize she knows nothing about my life at all. No matter how many times I tell her, it all just, you know, right past yeah, her. But she said to me, she's like, do you know anything about lacrosse? I just said, not really. <laughs> not, not See, really here's a question that I don't want you to take the wrong way. Mm-hmm. 
So you know lacrosse enough to call it, right? I, I but know. But here's my question. I mean, my God. Do you know, well, how good were you at lacrosse? I was okay. I was fat. I didn't, like, that was my problem. I knew the game quite well. I was fat. I didn't want to run. That was my issue. You were a cradling I still fella. don't want to run. You could cradle and all that fun stuff? Yes, I could. I mean, I haven't picked up a stick in years, but I have no doubt that I would still be plenty, plenty capable of cradling Side at this note, point in my life. Pick up sticks, great game. But Yeah, yeah that's a good point. But... I would think that there's a difference. Like, do you think a coach has to, uh, like, could you teach it? Could you teach how to do the finer points of lacrosse? I could teach six-year-olds, yes. I have Hopkins on Saturday. Yeah, I know. It's a big, (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be great for film study. I wouldn't be great for devising a plan. But I can teach again. I'm not, and I'm not trying to knock the coaches. The two coaches they have definitely appear to be guys that played and were probably better than me. Kyle Rabel. Yeah, (laughs) Kyle Rabel. Kyle Richardson and Paul Rabel. Who do you think Kyle Richardson is? He's he was the, the punter guy. for the Ravens. He's there also. Kyle Harrison? No, no, no. Is that who you're Kyle trying? Richardson. Kyle, the Ravens, the former Ravens punter, yes, you... is now a coach of course. on my son's uh, six-year-old's lacrosse Is that team. not who everyone was thinking yeah, about? I don't know. Don't know if that's who Who's everyone was thinking about. Kyle Harrison? Kyle Harrison. Yeah, Kyle Harrison. It's weird that they're getting ready to go face Johns Hopkins. I know. That's a strange story. It's a big storyline. <laughs> Kyle Rabel and, <laughs> and Kyle Richardson. <laughs> it's a good duo. <laughs> Kyle Rabel's just coaching. Paul's uncle. <laughs> They're like, what are your qualifications? Yeah, I'm like, well, I, I don't know if you heard My brother's son. I've known Paul Rabel. My oh. brother's working. Play. You're, yeah, you're, you're hired. Congratulations. Um, so they're, they're doing a great job. But at one point I said, when I was watching my son struggle, <laughs> trying to be left-handed, I yelled out to Coach Doug, who's the assistant. I said, uh, Coach, asking for a favor, could you help my kid out with holding the stick? And he goes out, and he's like, he's doing fine. And I had to yell back, not left-handed. See, this is the difference. Not left-handed. Your bar's higher than Doug's bar. That's a good point. Doug's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, if he can hold a stick. Doug's like, we're these good. kids can't get hurt. We're, we're good. I got one worry here. Oh, these man. kids can't leave crying. You're like, oh. my son's technique oh, is problematic. God. God. So we had fun. We had fun. He had fun. That's what matters. And we're excited. I, I'm going to miss the first game, which sucks because I've got and my own Hopkins. game on Saturday. I know. Right. Of all the games to miss. I guess it may be better not to see that one. Though. That's a good point. They're <laughs> only playing community colleges the rest of the season. <laughs> it's just Hopkins for game Can't one. help but think, think of that South Park episode. Oh, right. When they're, <laughs> yeah, correct. So, um, so I had a great time at lacrosse practice. Got vaccinated yesterday. Um, they gave me the Pfizer, but because it was the fairgrounds, they deep fried it first, and I appreciated that. Crispy. I got to tell you, man, that that system they're running over there, unbelievable, unreal. How tight that system is! They're running over at the fairgrounds. I mean, I've I've seen functional things. This made me feel like I was in a Chick Fil A drive-through. It was that unbelievably functional United States government you know what I mean I mean really weird how this works out got the, they're like all right you got to line up and it was like I oh, don't know that moved very quickly That's what I heard you get through the line incredibly quickly then they get you in they go sit you down by the way I, I like looked at this daunting room and I was like oh god I'm gonna be here for an hour they said sir pull your pants down how about they I didn't even know the shot was going in me at the point at which the station that I stopped at to get the well, shot. That's why they give you the lollipop class. I, I mean, I was, I pre- they distracted me quite well. <laughs> Literally, they, the first lady talks to me, and she, I don't know, does, does whatever she's got to do. She's got to ask some questions. Then they send me over to this other lady, and I thought she was just, like, cleaning off my arm to then send me to the next station. And then she was and like, sir, the, you're, 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 you're barren. Yeah, all, <laughs> all of a sudden, correct. You don't have a hair on your body. Very weird. All of a sudden, like, I feel this, this very tiny pinch, and I was like, did you just give me the shot? She's like, yes. I'm like, oh, I thought this was going to take 
much longer than There's it took. kind of jabbing it was, in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not <laughs> messing around. I mean, they got to do this all day. Right. Dude. I know. Like, it was an unbelievable system they had in place. I mean, I have seen a lot of things for the amount. The amount of people that are coming in on a day-to-day basis over at the fairgrounds, unreal. The internet is so how functional. This thing there's is. so much stuff out there that you just don't need to read on the internet. Like but I was yes. reading it beforehand about the idea that like which arm you're supposed to get your shots in, and they were talking about how it's like yeah, well if you get it in one arm the first time, you got to get it in the other the second time. Or else, and I was like, I don't know enough to say that that's wrong because I don't know how this all works really. But that doesn't seem doesn't, right to doesn't me. Doesn't seem right. And so I'm sitting yeah. in the chair, talking to the lady. Not the most talkative lady in the world. She's been stabbing a lot of people. Yes. And I'm like, I heard. Does it matter which arm you get it in? She was like, No. I was like, Okay, because the internet said you got to get it in one and then the other. And it was like, No. And then she just stabbed me, and then that was the end of our interaction. Okay. I mean, and I was like, well, Thank I, you. And I did have a, a, a slightly awkward moment in the aftermath. So they they make you sit down for 15 minutes or whatever. Oh, yeah. the, they put you in timeout. Can't afterwards. help but think about like what funny bits you could do. Yeah, I'm not really interested in any I of that. Know, I just want to get out. I just want to go. I want to watch some bits. That I, are done. I, you know, I hear you. Yeah. I hear, I hear the thought process. So at one point, this this very nice lady who is probably about my age, she's very attractive. Forty seven. Correct, exactly right. That's where we are. <laughs> By the way, really weird bit where Pete Gilbert, who I've known forever, <laughs> thought that I was older yeah. and apparently wasn't joking. Yeah, well, you have I, a, you I have know the, the the old man on the porch. Oh, You've nailed that already. But, but I don't think Pete's Pete knows me personally. It's not a listener thing. He knows me personally. Sure. I. I don't exactly dress like a significantly older man. Yeah, you wear I, uh, Spider-Man hoodies. And a lot of Spider-Man yeah. hoodies and yeah. a lot of Spider-Man hats in my life. Yeah. That was a weird bit. So anyway, um, this this uh, lovely uh, woman comes by and she says... Um, Marissa Tomei. Can I, yeah, correct. A- Aunt May. It was yeah. Aunt May herself. She comes by she says, can I help you get signed up for your next appointment? I was like, sure, by all means. And she shows me how to do it. How'd you get three weeks forward where you're looking? I'm May 4th, I think, is the date. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, how about that? So um, I said, no, no, I think, I mean, she shows me how to do it. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate that. All good. And then there's a question on the form that says, have you received any other vaccinations in the last 14 days? 14 days is a short period of time. So you should say no. Well, and I, but, but, but like my question is, does. No, you're not supposed to have like overlapping. No, I'm saying other vaccinations. Does that include the first vaccination? I've said no, other than the first dose. But they don't give 14 days is not. They didn't give me that option. They gave me only the option of yes or no. But you can't. Yes 14 no. days is too short of a period of time. It has to be three weeks. I understand that, is. but they were asking about from 14 days from the time that I answered the questionnaire. So I would I just received it five minutes ago. So I didn't know what to answer. I had no idea how I was supposed to answer the question. So I, I, come back, I call back over to the lady. I say, hey, lady, I don't, I don't know how to answer this question. And she comes back over. And again, very sweet. Well, it's Marissa but, Tomei. But, but, a, but a little bit awkward. Well, maybe it's not Marissa she Tomei. She sits down right next to me. Okay. They're talking about Marissa Tomei. Yeah, yeah. There's touching involved. She's touching me. But in that way that like... Um, uh, so it's not Marissa Tomei, it. but you is it You ever met like a Tomei? really sweet older black lady that, yeah, yeah. Like, that like is just trying to be very helpful? Yeah. Like she's... everyone's mom She Exactly, yeah. that type. But she's my age, mm-hmm. right? So she's doing that thing with me which is nice and, and like it you you appreciate that because you like the comforting part of it right mm-hmm. but then you're like right we're at a covid vaccination site i'm not sure we're supposed to be doing this and you cried a little yeah it had been so long since it you was, felt the touch of it the was a real awkward moment <laughs> where like you haven't had this type of and I, for at first i literally jumped back like i jumped back like whoa you're not yeah. supposed to be touching me but then i was like i guess like 
I, I assume you're vaccinated. Like I, I assume would that's that the, case. So be the case. So I guess this is all right. Like I guess I'm not gonna worry. And I appreciated how she was. She really was attempting. I still don't understand to the confusion me. on your part. I don't know if I'm supposed to say when I what answer that question. What was the exact question? Have you received any other vaccination in the past 14, the past days. 14 days? And so you were wondering whether but you have to mention the one that you were about right. to get. If I answer yes, saying I got the first vaccination, do they then assume I can't get the second vaccination because I got a vaccination for measles in the last 14 days? Or if I say no, do they then assume that I need to get my first vaccination the next time I came in because I didn't get my first vaccination? You're it's talking about for the next visit. They ask you questions as you as you schedule as you, your next visit. Right, yes. The question is, have you received any other vaccinations yeah, yeah. in the last 14 days? But I think that's sort of the other it, is the implication that you're not talking about the COVID. Right? No, it's not. You're supposed to say yes. Well, the, sure, say That's yes. why it's a confusing question, I've said Kyle. Maybe, I think I might have said no other than the first dose. But I didn't get that option. I could either click yes it, or I no. I wasn't get I was doing it on my phone, chief. Oh, you're trying your to come up with a thing right that isn't a thing. I had to answer yes or no, and I didn't know how to answer it, so I asked Aunt May. And thankfully, Aunt May was very helpful in this situation. I appreciate it. I would encourage I don't think they're going to fail Baltimore. you, though. Like, I don't think they're going to fail you, but I don't know what I'm supposed to say. You keep coming. You keep trying to insist that I didn't do the right thing, I still and think wrong. yes is the wrong I answer. I did the right thing. You, you have no idea what you're talking My about. My theory. Yeah, this is bad, because someone might be listening that go, go do not I know listen that you to were this idiot oh. who thinks he knows what he's talking about <laughs> i've read articles great i from my understanding which you know sometimes no, wrong don't, don't do this it's that you can't don't, have just don't. you can't have gotten other vaccines within like a month prior to getting the covid vaccine like another i understand that kyle i understand that part of it that's what i was referring to okay apparently you're still supposed to answer Yes. So then how are they screening for people who I got other know. vaccines? That's why I'm saying Kyle, I think I yes is the wrong know. answer. That was you, my point. You don't. If you think you know more than Aunt May, you're wrong. Well, Aunt May knows more than anyone on the planet. She had a thing going on with Tony Stark that we never got into. We yeah. never we never went down that path, unfortunately, and never will, which Doesn't is sad. Isn't she also with Lucky? What's that? Isn't she with Lucky? Yeah, though? she did end up with Lucky, but there was definitely a thing. Oh, yeah, There sure. was yeah. definitely a thing. Well, it's Marissa Tomei, Glenn. Well, I mean, in fairness. Yeah. You, you seen The Wrestler? I've seen them all. Seen them. My cousin Vinny. I mean, that's the best. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to get Forrester in for some reason here in a few minutes. Yeah, we can call him in later. Is he doing Skype? What's the deal? He's, we're, we're doing the Zooms. Or whatever it is. I don't even remember anymore. Um, Quinn Miners is going to join us later on in the program. You have heard of Quinn Miners. He is one of the top center prospects in this year's NFL draft, despite the fact that he comes from a place called Wisconsin Whitewater. You're a big fan. Oh, yeah. No, everything there is no about that. By the way, once upon a time when the Ravens drafted Ryan Jensen, I said, what the F is Co Colorado State Pueblo? Never heard of it. Worked out pretty well for him. Um, Do you know what Pueblo is a word for in Spanish? I did know, but I've forgotten. I mean, it's, it's um, oh, Jesus Christ. It's like a valley. No, what is it? Remind me. Town. Town. Thank you. I did know that. Um, so they're not going to be able to wait as long on uh, on Quinn Miners as they were able to wait on Ryan Jensen. Quinn Miners showed up at the Senior Bowl and blew everyone away, despite the fact that he he wore a belly shirt. And everybody loved it. I mean, it was just he was everything yeah. you could possibly ask for. So I'm excited about Quinn Miners, someone who could be in the mix for the Ravens early on in the draft if they're still thinking about center. And, again, there's no reason to think they're not unless they've just fully committed. They have not said they're committed to Bradley Bozeman playing center next season. There's also belief that Miners could be a guard also. There is belief that he could be a guard for sure. There is an option where Bradley Bozeman plays center next year. 
there's just we don't know exactly what they're going to end up doing, and Quinn Miners very well could be in play for them. Patrick Stevens will join us as he does every uh, Wednesday here on GCR. Looking forward to that. It is Would You Rather Wednesday, as I mentioned. Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill. At Glory Days Grill, they have great food and good sports. Glory Days Grill is a sports-themed family restaurant with restaurants across Virginia, Maryland, North Carolina, North Carolina, West Virginia, Florida, and Georgia, if you just happen to be in the neighborhood. Watch your favorite games or entertainment on a ton of TVs, cartoons for the kids, and each table has its own wireless speaker so you can tune into whatever TV you're watching. I know that is a fact. My kids were really into Pink Panther the last time we were sitting at Glory Days Grill. Not the movie. Because honestly, the Steve Martin version? underrated okay i mean that's a different thing they were watching uh whatever was on the cartoon network that glory days grill had on to distract them and they were very into it to the point where they were actually struggling to eat their food which was weird because normally my three-year-old will house glory days wings in a heartbeat glorydaysgrill.com is the website to find out more i've got four scenarios for would you rather wednesday so i should hold off on drew correct just wait to join the zoom just hold him keep in the background is he what is he there? I mean, he? he might be. I haven't joined it yet, so I'm just waiting. You can bring him on. I don't care. Whatever, whatever. But I mean, I'm just putting out the scenarios right I now. I can hear people can, that might look. want to play along. I want to play along. Numero uno. Would you rather? Major League Baseball. Of course, the uh, Orioles played that seven inning doubleheader yesterday. They split the two games with something named Ramon Urias being the hero in game number two, and that was definitely someone I had heard of before yesterday. No doubt about that. Both. I had definitely. I didn't ask you heard this morning of Ramon Urias before yesterday. No question about that. Major League Baseball decides that moving forward to keep games shorter, they'll all be seven innings every game, or to make games more exciting. Every other inning of a nine-inning game will start with a runner on second base. Number two, uh, if you saw John Harbaugh's chat with Charles Davis recently, he relived uh, the fourth and five scenario in Cleveland. Um, it was it was quite funny. I mean, it was it was very pleasant. Uh, Willie Sneed apparently saying, "This is my moment." <laughs> uh, Justin Tucker uh, begging to kick the field goal and saying. I think I got a better chance than Willie. I mean, the whole thing was just really wonderful. I'd encourage you to go watch this this chat that uh, John Harbaugh had with Charles Davis about the Cleveland game. But I'll make it this way. Would you rather the Ravens season would have come down to Justin Tucker and a 62-yard field goal? Wasn't it 68? No, it was 62. Okay. It was on the 44. John Harbaugh was embellishing in the interview. It was a 62-yard I kick. heard and read 68. That's why I'm saying Because it. So that's, that's what fine. John Harbaugh said. I understand. I but it wasn't a 68-yard kick. My mind saw 60, what it saw. They were on the Browns' 44-yard line. It would have been a 62-yard mm-hmm. kick. Or Willie Sneed under center trying to convert a fourth and five. Number three, due to a sluggish economy, your boss tells you that you'll have to work for the rest of the year for literally a quarter of your salary, and there's no other jobs available. Or, well, there is one other job available. The great American actor Tom Hanks is going to hire you for your salary that you would get normally to be personal assistant for his son, Chet. And if you're not familiar with Chet Hanks, I'd encourage you to Google, but I'd also not encourage you to Google. Leave it at that. He's been around for a second now. He has been around for a second. Uh, most Ever re- since I mean, most he recently, announced to the world that his parents he, tested positive for coronavirus. He was the one that did that. He also recently dropped a music video sure, as sure. he has declared that this is going to be a, quote, white boy summer, yeah. unquote. Deal with that as you will. 
And number four, would you rather the Ravens sign both Justin Houston and Melvin Ingram this week, costing them any compensatory picks they might receive next year, or not wanting to give up a pick, they sign no one, all veteran rushers sign elsewhere, and they go into next year with what they have and anything they might find in the draft. Those are your scenarios for Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Get your responses in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. All right, is he there? Yes. All right. I've been good. here. I'm, well, I, okay, hi. How are you? Drew Forrester, Drew's Morning Dish uh, I've been here. I'm listening to you talk about sports, and I'm bored of tears. Well, yeah, I know. What, why would I do that? Why in the world would I ever talk about sports? Boy, what a what kind of a – that was kind of a snooze fest this weekend, right? Like – I mean, it got interesting when he went for the green at the 15th hole for no reason. Yeah, and, but then it, it got completely uninteresting three seconds later when Xander Schauffele threw it in the water. Um, yeah, I mean, it was still interesting on 18T because you can make a six there. Once he hit it in the middle of the fairway, it, it was sort of kind of over. But even then, he hit it in the bunker, and then you never know if it's in the bunker and the ball's buried. You know, it, there, was, there was still a chance he could cough that up. But once he hit it in the fairway at 18 – it was kind of over, but it's, it is crazy how that golf course, it, you, you're, you're, you never win until the last putt goes in. Even Tiger, if you think back to 19, remember Tiger was ahead by two. He blew it in the right trees. He had a, an eight iron that he kind of mishit and he laid it up there 40 or 50 yards short of the green. That's not the pro's greatest, most favorite shot in the world. I mean, he wound up making a five, but you're, it's never over at that golf course until it's over. It's, no. It is it's unbelievable. It just didn't. I, unfortunately, it, and if you're you're a golf nerd, so you would you've, you would have cared about well, the rain on Saturday. Totally changed the golf tournament. If they don't get that rain on Saturday, then Matsuyama doesn't post that number at the down the, the second half, and then it's really entertaining on Sunday. Well, and you got to remember, if, if six or seven under would have been lead, if the golf course would have stayed the way it was. Saturday was going to be kind of ugly. The wind was blowing. Guys were having a tough time making par. Six under might have been leading. Seven under might have been leading going into Sunday. And eight guys would have had a chance. As it were, realistically, the only guys who had a chance going into Sunday were the guys who were at seven under, four shots behind. And you just have to leapfrog too many guys. But the rain definitely impacted the golf tournament. All right. No question about it. So, so as far as actual things that matter, uh, Zalatoris, this kid actually good? 100%. Okay. He is the real deal. I, I always say, like, he weighs like 100 pounds. How, how can he be uh, any good at anything? 130, I think. Yeah. Um, I say this all the time, right? I, this probably applies to every sport and every, and every budding athlete, but it definitely applies to golf. You are either, there are only two types of golfers. You are either not nearly as good as you think you are, or you're way better than you think you are. That kid is way better than he thinks he is. It's interesting. He's so good. It's, it's interesting. Crazy. So, how and does he's like a third of Bryson DeChambeau, though? How can he be that good? Well, he's got a really, he has a very, very efficient golf swing, number one. Um, very compact, very tight, hits it right in the middle of the club face every time. If you watched him, I mean, everybody can say this in those events. It, it does kind of always come down to putting. Like Matsuyama had a couple three putts on Friday and Saturday. Zalatoris had a couple of three putts on Saturday. 
it it, it kind of does come down to putting, but tee to green, he he flushes every shot. You know, he doesn't miss it. And um he was a and, and this is the thing, right? You're you're just starting to see this in college, in golf, but you see it like right now, you and you know this because you follow college football and I don't. Who who are the top three guys gonna be in the draft in in, in, in college? The quarterbacks. Who, who's yeah, going first? Lawrence? Yes, and then and then it'll be Zach Wilson, then it'll apparently be Mac Jones. Okay. The likelihood that all three of those guys turn out to be really good pro quarterback. Slim, is, yes, correct. Is, no, I was going to say it's oh, kind I, of the opposite. Like, I disagree. Those kids, those kids are going to be the first three picks for a reason, right? Because well, I, I agree with that. It's just that, like, typically the first three quarterbacks don't all end up being the best. Uh, know, okay, that's yeah. that's fair. But the pedigree of those guys coming out of college is such. And the kid in Cincinnati last year showed this. They can kind of go right from college to the pros. And I guess that I should have reworded this. Every number one pick plays almost right away, with the exception of the quarterback, because that's a different position. But number one picks in college generally are ready to come out and play. Yeah, that's right? fair. Yep. Well, they better this be. Kid, yeah. College golf is becoming that, but in, a, in an odder way because there's not a draft. But these kids that come out of college, like Morikawa and Hovland and Wolf, and you can even go back to DeChambeau five years ago, but college golf has now become almost the minor leagues of the tour. And this kid would have been a number one pick out of Wake Forest. Okay. So, right. so like the way you follow college football, I follow college golf because I have some kids that play college golf now, and I am invested in it. This kid was always going to be a rock star right. coming out of college. He just, I just, it blows me. Can away. he put on twenty pounds? Sh or should he? Like, does he need to? Like, this is the weird part to me because that the first thing that I think of now is like, once the, the Deshambo showed what you can do, why wouldn't everyone be trying to do that? Well, right, and and it's also fair to remember Deshambo, and this is part of his lore. Deshambo was a real. Remember. DeChambeau won the U.S. Amateur in, a, in his regular body. He won the NCAA tournament in his regular body. He won three or four tournaments in his regular body. He didn't go from a guy who stunk and put all this weight on and then suddenly got good. He's always been good. Sure, right. He does this kind of stuff because he's bored. Okay, but and but but he's you, he's definitely driving the ball longer. Like. Right. But but, he, but it's not him driving the ball longer hasn't equated. To, that's the thing to remember. He's not winning more because he's driving the ball longer. He he's won the same number of tournaments that he won when he wasn't hitting at three hundred. I mean, yeah, but he never won a major championship. I mean, like that's correct. You know, um, I would say to you that this time next year he'll look totally different. He'll just try something he'll, else. This is going to cycle. Yeah, he'll do something else. Right. This will cycle right. out, and he'll figure out a way to change it up again. And he's one of the rare golfers who's changed his body type, and it hasn't really impacted them. He, it's very rare that this happens. Most of the time, when these guys change their physical body type, it, it hurts them. He's the one guy it hasn't hurt. Now, that said... He has some equipment issues. I wouldn't say issues. His equipment lends itself 
to being really good at certain parts of the game and only being average at other parts of the game, specifically because of his equipment. And it could be he'll go through his whole career like this, that he always plays with those crazy same length clubs and that he's really, really good with his driver and really, really good with his four, five, six, and seven iron. But when he gets to the wedges, he's not very good because it doesn't work that way with the long single length club. Okay. Why wouldn't he like, I don't understand this equipment thing for golfers. Like if this is the case, why wouldn't he just use different wedges? Because he feels like that, you know, he is a studier of, um, you know, he, he's a studier of this book and this writer, this author, um, turned golf instructor from the sixties and seventies named Homer Kelly. Ah, And he believes, yeah, right. My, and my he believes that all of the iron lengths should be the same. And that's what this guy's philosophy was. Hard to argue. And DeChambeau believes in it. And he's not the first guy to try it. And there are makes of clubs out there. There are makers of golf clubs specifically for this. He's just the only guy on tour who's done it over a long period of time. He sounds like a guy that might have tried ayahuasca at some point in his life. Oh, just 100%. Definitely. Now, I... I you know, he is by far right now the most interesting guy out there because he's doing stuff that no one's ever done before and doing it and being successful at it. Like Daly was successful when he came out in 91 and won the PGA Championship and was killing it off the tee, but he wasn't he wasn't doing it scientifically. He was just kind of a freak show. And he was hitting it 330 yards and everybody's like, oh, my God. What are we going to do about this? But it's just, it, be, it was just golf. This kid has approached it in a much, much different way. And I personally think, and I don't, I, I haven't talked to any tour players about it. I personally think a lot of it is a, is a skit. And I think he's really worked hard to try to get them to believe that he's figured it out. Right. And it, Cause that's always been the thing about golf is, you know, what's the secret Hogan said, I found the secret. And they discovered that he never really found anything. He just. Well, he was good. I mean, I get that. Right. But it's still, it can't hurt to be able to crush a ball 400 no. yards. Like no, that. no, no, it, it doesn't. But again, look at the stats from this weekend. Well, I hear you. It's not going to, it led, doesn't. It, I'm he not led trying, the field in driving and finished. In I, 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 I completely play. understand. I understand that crushing a ball alone is not going to make you win golf tournaments. Right. But you're going to have to be good at these other things no matter what you do. Like, you you have Correct. to improve in those other areas. Right. It would seem as though working on those other areas while you can crush a ball 400 yards versus working on those other areas when you can't, like, it would seem to be a benefit. Uh, and, and I would also remind you, this, this in particular, this event in particular, and this golf course in particular, just might not be a good fit for him. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, I hear and you. that's the other thing. Yeah, he, yeah. I don't know when he's playing again. I don't know if he's playing this week at Hilton Head or not. But he could win again in two weeks. And by the way, he probably is going to be a real favorite at Kiwa because of what you just said. Because at Kiwa, you can just hit it 350 yards. And unless you hit it really offline, you're kind of sort of okay. Yeah. Whereas at Augusta, it requires a lot more finesse. Right. Some hook shots, he, things like that. Yeah. He doesn't have that. I and hear you. I hear you. That's his thing. And I, Chambly says a lot of crazy stuff on the golf channel. And he talks about linear and things that are way above my glimmery pay grade. But I think Chambly is onto something when he says 
You have to play Augusta from the sides. You can't play it from up and down, from high and low. You have to be able to move the ball into the holes and move it onto the fairways from right to left. And DeChambeau's game is straight up and straight down. So I, I think part of what happened to him over the weekend is the golf course might not be a good fit for him yet. Okay. All right. Let, let me let me because I'm I, I do want to try to get back the one listener we had before. So I'm going to move on from golf here in a second. But well, what's one listener? Who cares? I know that's a good point. Um, I, I just I just want to, and, and I know that you're gonna. You, whenever I would talk about this, this is the part. Like Van Valkenburg and I were very good friends, and I'm not saying we're not good friends anymore. But this is where we, he would get very frustrated with me is when I would go after the sanctity of golf, and I am okay. I will eternally go after the sanctity of anything. There, okay. there is no sanctity. Yeah, like, you're, for, you you don't have a whole lot of decorum. Go ahead. There's not gonna work. Every other sport, if I if I go to the plate and I break a bat. They don't say, well, now the rest of the day you got to swing with the nub of the bat. They say, go get another bat, right? Okay. Why in the world does it make sense that someone, and I get it, I'm not trying to say that the guy was okay to break his putter, but, but S happens sometimes, right? Okay. Like, why in the world is golf so sanctimonious that, well, I'm sorry, you only get one putter and that's the way it goes? Like, what is that? Why, well, why is that, that okay? Well, it's not, it, it, that's not exactly the rule if he would have broken it in the course of play he could have replaced it so if he would have been um let's say he was leaning on it for support coming out of the bunker as he's coming out of the bunker his caddy hands him his putter and he pushes on his putter to kind of like brace himself and it breaks he could replace that if he's putting with it and he feels something weird and he looks at it and says, Hey, the head of my putter is loose. He could replace that immediately. So, I mean, when it, I so immediately when someone gets one to so it, so this is just a penalty for you. Yeah. You can't replace a club broken in anger. That's a weird, I guess that's, that's a, like a more common thing. Yeah, than we realize, right. I think it's know? a really weird rule. Um, <laughs> like, no, sounds I mean, like an Oasis song, by the way. It's yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's probably way more prevalent in, lower level golf than it is on the tour most of the time when a guy breaks his club in anger it's intentional his argument could have been the other day and this goes to your point his argument could have been the other day i was pissed off i definitely hit the club on the ground in anger but i didn't intentionally break, break it right correct whereas you've seen players Snap, snap yeah. a yeah. Not being one of them, but right. that's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> but you've seen players break their clubs over their knee or smash it on the ground to break it. And and that is clearly intentional. But I don't think what he did, I think he was really embarrassed. I don't think he did it in I don't think he meant to break his club. Oh, I don't he think he meant never, to break it either. Right. Yeah. Right. Sure. And so there is a little bit of semantics there that I might side with you. And say, he, he didn't mean to break it. Did he break it in anger? Uh, yeah. And for but, frustration or whatever. like him But in. he didn't break it intentionally. Right. And I would kind of agree with you that there is sort of a fine line in golf being the an honorable sport where you call penalties it's, on each other and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You, you could have said... Dude, hey, just, just go get another putter. Like I didn't break that. I didn't, he 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 might have been able to make the contention. I didn't break it intentionally. Now that's not the rule, 
It's not the word. Right. The word is a, pl- a club, a club broken or damaged in anger can't be replaced. Clearly, he was angry, but he didn't do it intentionally. But and if I he was, was happy. But we're broken. all angry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, like, but if you like looked around. Sticker, it's like the bumper sticker says "honk" if you're bipolar. Uh, We'd on, all be honking. Correct, man. What if? Jeez, what like, if he was like celebrating and broke it somehow? Um, if he were celebrating and broke it, uh. that, that therein lies an interesting thing. Like I don't know how that would happen. And I don't know that. It, I, I mean, I, look, I, I, the guy wasn't going to win the Masters. So this is not that big of a deal. But this comes down to me to like the if I'm if I'm playing tennis against someone, and they snap a string. I'm not going to say, hey, Chief, well, sorry, that them's the breaks. Well, You're going to have to play I, against me with a snap string. Right. Like, I I, I as a competitor, I want to compete against you. I don't want to watch somebody else have to, to putt around with a three-wood in that situation. Right. I want to compete against someone and be better than them. That's the I part would, that, bug, that bugs me about this. Okay, and I, w- I would say this. Like, I don't agree with – I don't I, – I agree with the rule as it's written that says – you can't replace the club in anger because I do think that there has to be some decorum. And, and, and I don't think breaking clubs is good. So I would agree with it. But I would also say that there is some room there potentially for some variance of the wording to make it to put the word intentional in there. Like Billy Horschel, who now had to apologize because the master sent him a note and said, um, you won't be coming back if you do that again. He had to apologize yesterday to the members. What did he do? What what he, God, what a place this his, place is. Jesus. Right. He he took be careful, you'll never get a credential. Uh, I, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> I think I'll live. You don't know. All you right. could be in the SPN one day yeah. and they might go, Clark's gonna go yeah. to the mask. And they're like, Well, the thing about that is and Fred Ridley might say, well, No, he's is not that Clark. Yeah. Is that Clark with no E on the end? Because right. we have him on the list. Yeah. Um Horschel took his iron after a bad shot and jammed it in his bag, and it didn't go in quickly enough. So he took it out and jammed it in again, and it didn't get in there quickly enough, and he be. jammed it in there again. Now, dude, if he would have broken his club doing that, the rule says you can't replace it. My contention would be I don't think he was trying to break his club. I think he was pissed off. But hang on a second. You you love this. This is your thing, right? Like you you don't wear pants for a week when it's Masters week. You you are it's all you've ever it's all you ever cared. You wouldn't go to opening day. You wouldn't go to opening day one year because you were like it's the day of the Masters. I have to watch the golf tournament on a Thursday. You That's correct. you care desperately about this thing. I like Wimbledon. It was a the dream the great, of mine. It's the greatest golf tournament in the world. Hang on. It was a dream of mine to go to Wimbledon once. And I think it's weird that they make everybody wear white, right? Like and that's a bit much. But there's a difference between that and you have to go apologize to the members because you were frustrated about a golf shot. How do you defend that? Well, I I I'm I'm uh, going to refrain from Because <laughs> you want to go back to the Masters. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> By the way, did you hear the uh, Feinstein Van Pelt thing from last week? I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, my God. What? My buddy's in the junkies. Um, so he Feinstein is, you know how Fe, Feinstein's a li, This is where I like Feinstein, right? He he doesn't suffer any of this. He just doesn't. He's a little bit more like me in that way. Like when he hears, it, and it apparently wasn't even him taking a shot at Scott. It was when he hears first nine, second nine, 
patrons. Well, here's all the rules. Like Dottie Pepper got yelled at right. because she said there was mud on the ball. Correct. You're not allowed Dottie to Pepper. Dottie Pepper got got, you know, I don't want to say undressed, but Dottie Pepper got sure. shouted down. Definitely shouldn't do that. Right. Dottie yeah. Pepper got shouted down for saying in, in back in November, there's mud on the ball. Right. And so to that end, I, by the way, I um, we're not are you recording this. I, I would this agree is- with I would agree with Feinstein on this. I think it's silly. It's absurd. It's It's absurd. That you can't say rough, that you got to say first cut, and that you have to say, I don't even know, what what, what is the term, first nine? You're not allowed to say front nine. You have to say first nine. You can't call them fans or spectators. You must call them patrons. Like, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. I don't get it either. But I'm also going to say this. If you come over to my house, you're going to drink the kind of wine I want to drink. I (laughs) understand that. But Feinstein, so somebody's, so John lashed out at that. So John tweeted, John, John's, you know, like he said, just flipped on the Masters, um, uh, heard Van Pelt say first nine, second nine patrons. Thankfully, I have a mute button, right? And Van Pelt took it as a shot at him personally. And apparently, there's all sorts of stuff in the background between Van Pelt and Feinstein. So Feinstein goes on with Junkies on Friday and starts unloading on all of the stuff in the background between he and Van Pelt. Like, Van Pelt's, of course, everybody knows a Maryland sycophant. And and apparently, like after Duke beat them in the Final Four because Feinstein is a Duke alum, he went after Feinstein at the Masters about how embarrassing the officiating was. And Feinstein, who is a Duke alum, but has never been like he he loves Shashevsky, but he loves Shashevsky the same way he loves anyone else that's ever helped him with a book. You know, like Feinstein's not partial to Shashevsky because he's a Duke guy. He's partial to him because he's helped him, right? Like, you know right. who Feinstein likes. It's all the guys that have helped him make money over the years. Like, let's not hide from I don't even think he hides from that anymore. I'm pretty sure he'll actually say that when he comes on in an interview anymore. He doesn't even hide from the fact that his well, guys he, are his guys. When Mike Shashevsky is no longer the Duke coach, he and John will still have dinner in Manhattan. Correct. Like, that's yeah. that's the way to work because they've had that right. relationship. It's not right. uniquely about Feinstein having gone to Duke. Uh, right. Feinstein loved Gary Williams. Let's make that very clear. Feinstein and Gary Williams. Right. Gary Williams was his guy because Gary would help him with projects that he wanted to, to put together and books and give him access. Right. Anybody who does that is Feinstein's guy. So one of the chunkies, uh, Jason, was twe- apparently Van Pelt sent a private message to – a friend of Jason from the Junkies. And Jason, like an idiot, read it on the air. And it went after Feinstein. I mean, like, just said horrible things about him. And it was not supposed to be public. And it's this whole thing. And it's hilarious, right? It's hilarious. Um, because Van Pelt is large, he's a buttoned-up guy. He's a guy that'll just go show up and say first nine, second nine, so he can keep his job, right? Like, he's just... It's like, look, man, I, and probably in his heart of hearts, he thinks it's dumb too. But he's like you. I, I want to have the job. I want to be the guy that gets to come to the Masters every year. I want to be. I want to be that guy. They're not giving Van Pelt thirty five hundred for the weekend. No, no. Right, right. I mean, look. Right. If Stevenson Lacrosse says to you, yes. as an example, yes, when we now refer to the players as Mister, I'll, I'll give you a good example of this. I'm not supposed to say freshman anymore. Okay. I'm no longer supposed to say freshman in that league at the D3 level. They're now called first year. 
Okay. That's what they so are. So that's stupid, right? I, it, 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 it's right, stupid. Right. But here's the deal. Now, you're doing it because you like it and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because I don't but, care, right? Like, I, but, I don't, right. in my heart, if I cared, if it was something that I actually said, like, come on, we're not doing that. I will not do that. Would I would make that them, statement. Right. right. You would say to them, keep your three grand. Correct. Exactly right. But, but you wouldn't say that if you were making 300 grand. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would do a lot of things. I mean, I've said this before. Right. I'll be the first to admit that. People, who was it? Kabako got mad at us once upon a time because we said he wasn't a reporter anymore because he worked no, for the we, team. Yeah, now. we said he worked for the team. But we said very clearly, we're not mad at that. You, you're, you're making a salary. We get it. Everybody's got everybody's got a, you know, babies to feed. Every, right. You know, everybody's right. got things to do. Nobody's mad that you took a job, but you can't be mad when we say you work for the team now because you work for the team. Right? Like it's the way it goes. Right? But so I, we're not. Run, it's not a shot. And in fairness, too, like, and I, and you know how fond I am of John. I think John's outstanding. I like John. Incredible I think writer. There's no debating that. He's an unbelievable writer. John and I see eye to eye on a lot of things. Um. Because we're relatively speaking not, same age, not and, politically. <laughs> yeah, not politically. Probably not. I, although I don't know. Um, but I, John, I but John also once was a central figure on the Golf Channel, and no longer is. Right, because he he wouldn't. He just wasn't going to suffer some of this stuff. Well, I don't know about that. Well, it's part of it. I, it's I, part of it. Yes, it's part. Okay, part I don't of it know is that. that. So I but, don't but he's know. He, like he is like he per, per, perennially wants to ruffle feathers wherever he is, wherever he goes, whatever he's doing, he wants to make people uncomfortable. It's that uh, he'll roll his eyes openly at at the things that he wants to roll his eyes at. It's right the reason why he lost the, you know, he was a Navy color analyst for a little while, but there were just things that he wanted to say and he wanted and he just couldn't shut up and not do it right. Right. just that's not in his nature. If he wants to say it, he's going to say it. That's that's who he is. That's that's the way it goes. And if it costs and him a job, it costs him a job. The difference between the two of them is me generally means, and I'm not. I don't know what's Van Pelt forty five, you know, something like that. So anyone forty five and younger, your audience, you meaning your group of people, are pretty much just going to side with Van Pelt. Van Pelt's fifty four, by the way. <laughs> Is he really? I did not know that. I, was gonna say. Yeah, I didn't either. Do, doing well for himself. Anyway, but I did catch it, and it was interesting. Ah, it was funny. And I was like, this is this is crazy. It's a bit much. All right, Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. Let's play, uh, let's play Would You Rather Wednesday from Glory Days Grill, all right? It's, no, I'm good. No, nah, you're going to do it. That's the way it goes. Uh, Glory, okay. Glory Days Grill celebrating their 25th anniversary right now. I've got to try the barbecue chicken bowl with the ancient grains. i got to get over for that. The, twer- the turtle cheesecake. Oh, I have to try that, too. They got the Silver Anniversary IPA. They're celebrating uh, through June at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, glorydaysgrill.com. All right, would you rather, number one, would you rather Major League Baseball decides that to um, make games quicker, all games moving forward will be seven innings long, all of them, or to make things more exciting, every other inning of a nine-inning game will start with the runner on second base. Um, the, the first one. I mean, the second one's kind of dumb. Um, the first they're, one. They're both kind of dumb. <laughs> well, but the seven inning game thing, you you would get used to that kind of quickly, and it it's probably not a bad idea, particularly if you're going to keep playing 162 games. By the way, I couldn't believe how quickly. I think I like we were talking about this yesterday at the start of the show. I have 
convince myself that I hate seven inning double headers. And then we started talking about it. I was like, I guess I don't actually hate seven inning double headers. I guess, no, I, I guess I, I'm okay I, with them. I think seven inning games would be fine. I, it might require some other tweak. I'll tell you the thing that I like this is off topic, uh, but it's baseball. I really like the idea that in the ninth inning, you can bat whoever you want. I love that idea. That's interesting. I love the idea that in the ninth inning, if you're paying Mike Trout $35 million, bat him three times. Well, I mean, well, are you going to do, do Ghost that. Runners? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, that... I'm saying, if you, go, you know, I, I'm just saying you can bat anyone you want in the ninth inning. I love that idea. It's uh, interesting. It's interesting. I'm, I'm... But, and, uh, the, the, sec- the guy on second thing is kind of stupid, but I do understand. I, I, I do get the idea that these 14 inning and 15 inning games that only count for one could ruin you for three or four days. That's the point. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the, they've, I, I they've decided, that. they've decided as a sport, they're done with, with games that go on all night. And, uh, and so what I, my counter to this, I think I said this to you before, I don't think playing the 10th inning with the runner on second is good. I think it's dumb. I, I would wait to do that until if we wanted to argue over innings, you're, you're going to say 11, I'm going to say 12, but I also understand now we're, we're right. potentially Semantic. getting into yeah, crazy games. Correct. So I, my counter would be play the 10th inning normal. And in the 11th inning, you can go ahead and put the guy on second base. All right. Would but, you, I'm, I'm sure you saw the interview John Harbaugh did with uh, Charles Davis talking about the end of the Cleveland game. I did. It's it's f- tremendous. If anybody it's hasn't pretty, watched it, it's so good. It's pretty funny. Um, would you rather the Ravens season would have come down to Willie Sneed under center for fourth and five or Justin Tucker with a 62-yard field goal? I don't remember any of the things about the conditions that night. That clearly is an issue. Yeah, they were not. This is this was definitely not like Justin Tucker trying a 61-yarder in Detroit. It was not. It wasn't pouring, but it wasn't you know ideal. And I and and, and how much time was left? A minute fifty. There, there would have been enough, enough time that the Browns hypothetically could have just run out the clock. I mean, it really could have come. It, this. But again, ad- I'm saying this without remembering how yeah. many timeouts we had. Were we going to get the ball back? Like I don't remember. I'm, I'm creating a new scenario. You're not getting the ball back. The season's coming down to one of these two plays. Boy. Yeah. 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 I probably would have had him try to kick the field goal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I would have. Okay. I I think there's a like I'm playing a percentages thing. I think you ever heard of Royal Farms before? I have, and I do love Royal Farms. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm letting him kick it. Royal Farms, real fresh. Real. <laughs> we saw we saw Justin Tucker from some absurd distances. I, but you're talking about a scenario where you're now like I get it. You're more than five up. for Willie Sneed, but you're also not guaranteeing Lamar comes back for the play after. I understand that. Right, like so you're talking about him having. But to you're five yards drive. closer to Justin Tucker being able to kick a field goal at that point. Yeah, I'm still yeah. him kick it. I, it is interesting, and I, and again, I don't know anything about Willie Snead. Willie Snead might have done fine. Snap the ball, run around. I don't right, know. Right. That's assume. That's presumably what is essentially what they would have called in that situation. Um, I'm assuming you've never heard of Chet Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks' son. Oh, you are you familiar? Or did you just infer that? Yeah, are you familiar? No, no, no. Oh, okay. You're talking about Tom Hanks' son. He's yeah. a maniac. He's a he's a okay. off the wall. Uh, due to a sluggish economy, uh, this is different because you work for yourself. But let's just play it anyway. Due to sluggish economy, you have to make a quarter of the salary that you make to do the same job for the rest of the year. There's no other jobs available, or, or 
actually, there is one job available. You make the same salary working as the personal assistant for Chet Hanks. I'm, I, yeah, whatever the other one was. <laughs> Taking less money and staying away from Chet Hanks. Yes. Yeah, all right. I'm not working for and, that guy. And finally, uh, the Ravens signed both Justin Houston and Melvin Ingram this week, costing them any compensatory picks they might have received next year. Or they don't want to give up a pick, so they sign neither. All of the rushers sign elsewhere, and they go into next year with the guys they have and whatever they find in the draft. Mm. 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 Yeah, that's why we do this. I don't care all that much about the compensatory picks. So you'll sign the guys? And, and, and I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming you're just getting them for a song for a year. Yeah, I mean they're not the they're affordable at this point. Yes. 32 or whatever they are. Yep, correct. I'd take both of those guys for All a right, year. Very good. Get your responses in at Glenn Clark Radio. What's coming up at Drew's Morning Dish? Um, we just write about every day. I wrote about my dad today cuz the day's uh my dad passed away on April 14, oh. 2003. Oh. So I wrote about my dad today. But uh, any other day, and I wrote a little bit about sports today. I wrote about he used to bring home Had the you- white gam- the white gambling cards that Oh wow, yeah, yeah. That's in the old days, I wrote about sports a little bit. Have you had you ever heard of Ramon Urias before yesterday? Well, I know he plays for the uh, Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Nailed it. All right, very good. <laughs> Drewsmorningdish.com. Right, the hell of a, a group of golfers you gave me, by the way. I think I think you're yeah. rigging this thing. I think that's the yeah. way that it goes. I don't even remember, but they didn't win. I know that much. Well, I mean, all right. Uh, at uh, it's a hooded four iron on Twitter. Appreciate it, pal. We'll talk to you next all week. Right. All right. Drew Forrester checking in with us. Hour number one is in the books. From the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio, Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. It's also been brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com, where right now we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Patrick Stevens joins us next. The Maryland roster is kind of all over the place right now. We'll try to make sense of it. And a new coach at UMBC next, Glenn Clark Radio. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online when a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401 
888-789-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Guys, we're almost there. As a lot of people have said, we are at the 10-yard line, but the COVID-19 pandemic is not quite over, so we need to continue to be vigilant, do the right things, including wearing our masks, and if we're going to wear them, why wouldn't we wear masks that represent our favorite teams and players? Home team masks, available right now. Pressboxonline.com slash masks. We got a purple and orange state flag neck gaiter for you, as well as the Celebrate 8 MVP neck gaiter, and an over-the-ear faded to stress state flag and traditional colors mask they're available pressboxonline.com slash masks let's get this over with wear our masks home team masks Baseball is back in full in 2021, and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and you can catch me along with my co-host, Zach Goodman, every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at Press Box Sports. We'll break down every win, every loss, and everything in between, plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the Orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to Baltimore. Catch us at PressBoxOnline.com slash TheBatAround or at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. That's the bat around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at Press Box sports. It takes time to get rich, flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of Colombia and Brazil to Royal Farms, but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world, because Royal Farms' new Swiss-made coffee machines grind those rich, flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time. It's why Royal Farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is Glenn Nothing but net. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. We do this every week. Our buddy, our college sports guru, you follow him on Twitter, at Discourse, D1S Course. Read his stuff in the Washington Post and U.S. Lacrosse Magazine. He is Patrick Stevens, and he joins us now here on GCR. What's going on, pal? How are you? I am well, and you? I'm doing all right. Look, I, I don't feel – I want to make this – College basketball coaches are paid an awful lot of money, so I am in no way sympathetic towards them whatsoever. But this certainly is one of those times where you realize this job can be difficult as you're the head coach at a place like Maryland, you feel some pressure to win, and you literally have no idea who's going to be on your roster next (laughs) season or what it looks like. Um, How do we make sense of where Maryland is with – seemingly – they bring in all the excitement of two transfers coming in, then met with – Three guys who may come back, may leave, may transfer, may do just about anything at this point. Well, I think everybody's kind of holding their breath here, and the fact that the you know the NBA draft deadline isn't until July at this point means that everybody's going to be blue in the face by the time they're done holding their breath. Um, you know, I think I think as we've talked about before, I think most teams are going to look a lot different. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the the team that looks similar to what they did this year is going to be a relative exception uh, in college basketball, and you just kind of have to roll with it. The the programs that deal with this 
unusually sharp off season of tumult are are going to be the ones that that thrive uh, on on the back end. I, I give Maryland credit; it went out and it picked up two transfers that have a great deal of value for them right out of the shoot. Uh, they did more. They've already had, I think, a better off season this year than they did last year. Uh, so, so that's helpful. But I, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of player movement deep into the not just the spring but into the summer as well and you know it's going to be uh it's almost going to be like damage control for everybody at all times so that's just that's just how it is so do we you know like it would it be unreasonable if my read is it's it just doesn't make any sense to me at all that aaron wiggins wouldn't go right given his age and 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 just all the circumstances it just wouldn't make sense to me for him to not go and and if I tried to read into Daryl Morcel, it it is interesting that he both put the pro thing and the transfer portal out there. It it seems to me like that's someone who's thinking about transferring. I, I have no idea. I've heard some things about Eric Ayala, but I, I think a lot of people would say, boy, that's weird. And like, I don't think anybody sees him as an NBA player right now. But sure, a lot of guys just want to go make it. Would it be wrong for me to like try to read the tea leaves and think it seems really likely that at least two of these guys are definitely gone? Well, I, I know this, and this is, this is about the only thing I, I feel confident in, that, that watching both Morcel and Wiggins come off the floor yeah. in that second-round game and the, and the hugs that they were getting, you know, you, you got the distinct sense that that, that might be it for them. Um, and and that there's nothing beyond that that I could, that I could offer you. There. Yep. That could, it could ultimately be that, Everybody was just drained from a long season, and it's in their embraces at the end of the games and all that. But you know, it it, it wouldn't be astonishing ultimately if, if any or all of those guys were gone. Now, I think that there's benefits there, probably more so for a guy like a, like an Ayala to stick around. Uh, you know, it, it, it would probably be largely his team. I mean, he would be kind of the centerpiece, a lot uh, the sort of central figure. Uh, a lot like a Morcel was this year. If you're Daryl Morcel, you played four years in college. You know, I mean, you, you got it. You've got a degree. Uh, no, nothing wrong with moving on at that point. You know, if you if you've got a if you're going to go pursue a pro career somewhere, fantastic. And and I think for a Wiggins, uh, you know, if you'd asked me the question at the beginning of January whether he would be uh, a guy that would be turning pro after the season, I would have said probably not. Uh, but he played really, really well. Uh, for a team that got hot on the back end of Big Ten play, so uh, you know he's got he's got at least one skill that when it's sharp with his shooting, that you know you, you could see him making a pretty good living for himself over the long haul. That's not necessarily just the NBA. There's plenty of other places in the world too uh, that people can make really good lives and really good livings for themselves. So you know if it's if it's any of those three guys that are gone, not a surprise. If none of them are gone, probably not a surprise either. I I, I don't head into this college basketball offseason with very many expectations at all. I get it. Just because yeah. just because it's it's territory that's largely uh, untrod at this point. I mean, no, there's no question. This is going to be unlike anything we've ever seen, and you just never know when when somebody might have had a decision in mind, and then just one weird. I mean, these are still you know t- roughly twenty year old kids we're talking about. Like one. 
one thing completely change the way that their thought process goes, and, and we go from there, and we'll see how it plays out. But to your point, we might not have answers for some time, and that's got to be tricky for, for coaches that are trying to figure out what their roster is supposed to look like. Um, as far as UMBC is concerned, um, th this, this smells to me like a real hire. This smells to me like them saying we are committed to trying to continue to win and be among the top teams in the America East year after year. Um, this this smells like about as well as they probably could have done. Yeah, I was I was uh, I thought that was a really solid hire for them. You know, Jim Ferry's a guy uh, that had worked his way up. Uh, you know, as a guy that had been uh, you know he played at NYIT and Keene State, so not exactly coming from the Blue Bloods by any stretch of the imagination. Coached a year in D3 as a head coach. Uh, coached a couple years, three years actually, uh, at the at the D2 level at Adelphi. Had a good run at Long Island where they really, by the time he got to the end of a decade-long run there, had, had two really, really good teams. Uh, the Brickman kid was one of the top point guards in the country those two years. Uh, his brother played at Navy. Uh, they won, went to the NCAA tournament back-to-back -back seasons. The run at Duquesne did not work out very well. Right. Uh, you look back at the last 40 years of coaches at Duquesne, that, that's not an outlier, um, although Keith Gambrod has done a decent job. And, and frankly, I was I was impressed by by how hard he got Penn State to play sure. this season in, in, a, in a year where, you know, between their COVID pause early in league play and just the uncertainty, uh, you know, coaxing 11 victories, two of them against Maryland, uh, out of that team was pretty good. So, you know, I think, if nothing else, UMBC has a proven head coach, and and when you think about, you know, what they've had at UMBC, you know, Ryan Odom had some head coaching experience, but was not a truly proven head coach. And Aki Thomas certainly wasn't. Uh, and Randy Monroe before that wasn't. So it, it's, been, it's been since Tom Sullivan that UMBC's actually had a guy uh, with, with some sort of head coaching, like serious head coaching. Right. Not, right. not one or two seasons, but a, 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 something you could actually legitimately look at uh, as a track record there, uh, and for him, his track record was more uh, like a year at Manhattan and a little bit at the D two and D three level. So, really, I think for the first time in, in their in their D one history, uh, they have somebody that, that they kind of know what they're getting as a as a D one coach. And, and I'm not trying to suggest that if he were to have success, he couldn't get another job somewhere else. But he profiles more as someone that that might be accepting of this being his job for 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 you know however long he can have it at 53 and having bounced around a bit it, it doesn't read to me like someone who necessarily believes he's here five years to get another power conference job it just doesn't seem like that would be the route that a power conference school would be looking to go yeah and i i think too it's worth noting that, that you look at where he's been geographically you know new england uh new york into pennsylvania uh, you know, that, that pretty much covers the, the American East footprint, too. So I think this is a, is, is a good spot for him to land, especially, you know, you got, the, you got a chance to, you know, to do what you did as an, as an interim coach last season to get another head coaching opportunity. I'm sure that's something that he's wanted uh, since the Duquesne situation didn't end the way he would have liked it, I'm sure. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I think that for him, you know, there's always a possibility out there to, you know, a lot of coaches probably have great ambitions. That's why, why they keep at it, you know. Right. So I'm sure he, he still has career ambitions and uh, uh, whatever, right? 
but I do think that they, if you're sitting here saying, is there a, a possibility that this is somebody who's just a good coach and comes in and has a really solid 10-year run at UMBC? I, I don't think that's out of the question. He is Patrick Stevens, of course, at Discourse, D1S Course. He's with us here on GCR. Patrick, uh, have, have you seen the the, the 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 suggestions for college basketball rules that are floating around this week? I actually just did see that yeah, okay. a few minutes ago. So I think but, the, the headline is the idea that they would extend to six fouls. The funny thing is, is, is that I'm old enough to remember when the Big East did that. You know, they did that in the late 80s and early 90s. I think it was probably more early 90s than late 80s. Um, and, it, you know, like, it was... Uh, the, the Big East was already physical to begin with, right, and then right. you add that in. <laughs> right. You know, when you, when, one of your messages year in and year out is you want more freedom of movement and this, that, and the other, and now you're talking about a scenario where a guy could pick up up to six fouls. The, the, the caveat to this is that they, they're not allowed to have any more than three and, than and a three half. And a, three and yeah, a half. Yeah. So, you know, I think the one good thing that would come from that is if you have a guy that picks up two fouls really quickly, you can keep him on the floor. You can keep him on the floor, yep. and that that to me is the one the one element of this that, that I looked at and thought, well, that's a good thing because you you don't need these situations where a guy picks up two fouls in the first three minutes and then he gets a hook and and, and a guy's you know coach basically sits the guy for for the rest of the half. Um, that's not giving you your best product. Yep. So. If that is the the one upshot, okay. But it's also not hard to imagine on the back end of that that you, uh, you you could have certain players wind up just kind of you know you basically having forcers out there for all intents and purposes that uh, not necessarily in a hockey sense, but you just have two or three guys that that you have on your roster that you might send in as all right, you know just. You know, make a mess of it in the paint for the for the few minutes you're in in the first half, and then you know go do it again in the second half when we need you to do it. The only other things that jump out significantly, like I mean, I, some of these, it, it, there'd be no 10 second rule anymore, which is which is like bizarre to me. Like it's just that's part of basketball in my mind. I can't I can't fathom that. That seems kind of over the top. The five second closely guarded rule will be taken away, which I. I don't understand why that would be the case either, right? Like, there's there's a lot of things that I, that I just shake my head at in looking at all of these things. I think the idea that, that you're trying to clean up the end of the game so the teams can't just save all their timeouts and drag out the end of the game, I I, I almost think, what what is the purpose of having timeouts, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, mean, I mean, frankly, I, I, would, I would think that, you know, if, if you want to do that, then reduce the number of timeouts again. Right. They went from five to four probably five or six years ago. So if you want to reduce it from four to three, fine. But, you know, I, I frankly think that's the time where you should be calling right. timeouts. Correct. That's where the game is. You know, it, it, it's, the, you know, it's the timeout that you get after you get a stop with six minutes to play or whatever, where it's like, you know, okay, that's nice, but that's not necessary. You can, keep, you can credibly keep playing there and yell out your instructions. You know, at the end of the game, you'd want guys to be, you know, to, to be, you know have all the eyes you know, dotted and T's crossed. Of course, some of this also comes back to, you know, coaching those end-of-game situations better in practice so that your guys are prepared to deal with those situations. 
I agree completely on that as well. Um, there is nothing in there about the moving it up to half court, by the way, that a lot of people are screaming about they do in the which, NBA. Which is good because that's just, you know, I, that, that's a rule that I loathe. Like, earn, earn your 40 earn your some feet, you know? Like, earn it with a pass, earn it on your own. You don't just get to advance the ball. I, I think that's. That's one of the silliest rules out there. And the only other thing, the only thing, Patrick, to me about the fouls is I've never understood why you don't give players an extra foul for games that go into overtime. I've never in my life understood that. Right? Like it, you you have a you have a, a number of fouls for a forty minute basketball game. The game goes longer than that. I've always thought that everybody should get an additional foul per overtime period. I hadn't really seriously considered that. I mean, I, I think it just, I, you know, I, I'm on an island. I've, I'm, it's, what you just gave me is the exact same thing that everybody else always gives me when I bring this up, like, which is just I, not something I've ever thought about before. I just, we're playing on. You give a team an additional timeout, right? Why not? Why not? All right. It's for another day. We'll save it for then. Uh, Maryland's the new number one team in lacrosse. Uh, how much do we really know considering we never saw them play anybody outside of the Big Ten? It's a great question. It's a question that's going to follow them all right into May. Um, you know, how good is the Big Ten? Well, I see three, two, and six teams there, um, and so you got to question the value of those teams, the victories over those teams. You know, they beat Ohio State the first time around, handily, sixteen to eight, but they did it without Ohio State's best player, Ryan Tarafenko, playing. He's healthy now and will play Sunday in College Park. And they swept Rutgers. Now, the good thing for Maryland is is that, it, it, you know, it has not seriously been challenged um, for a full 60 minutes. Rutgers gave them a good 45 minutes yep. in College Park. Uh, they've trailed some in the first half. They have yet to trail after halftime. They've been tied for about 14 minutes or so out of the possible 240 minutes after halftime this season. So... It's an open question just how good they are. And, and it's also a fair question to ask, how much better are they getting as a result of this? Because you, you have a pretty good idea that those five ACC teams are, are making each other better week after week after week right now. Uh, so it's going to be a big question, I think, for Maryland. Uh, just you know, how good are they? I think there's probably a little bit of an onus here on them. You know, Just keep winning. Handle what you can. Sure. I think the other big thing, obviously, is, is stay COVID-free. And if you're 12-0, and 0, you basically kind of force the selection committee into, I think, again, this is a weird year, but I think if you're sitting there at 12-0 and 0 and you've, you're, you're beating teams by seven goals a game, you probably kind of force them into giving you a one or a two seed at that point. So maybe you get a more manageable first-round game uh, and are able to ease into things that way. But before long, you know, they're, they're going to be tested quite possibly more than they have been by anybody in the Big Ten once they get to the postseason. And, of course, we still don't know where those first-round games are going to be just yet. That's still to be decided. Not, not yet, but I, I do tend to think that there's going to be a geographic element to it. Sure, um, sure. The idea being that you don't want to – the reason they're going to do these at four different sites as opposed to in one specific geographic area – is to be able to save travel costs. So there's a logic to saying have one in, say, New York or New England or northern New Jersey, have one south of the Potomac, and have at least one in the mid-Atlantic. And frankly, it makes sense to have two in the mid-Atlantic because of the number of people that would be within the 400-mile radius that yep. the NCAA uses you know, to, to allow teams to 
fly if they're beyond that. So, you know, I think ultimately you'll see, like, Denver and Notre Dame will have to fly no matter what, but you wouldn't want to send three teams to Denver to save Denver the, yeah. the, the trip. That the, seems the, like the a bit the much. Right, right, no doubt. All right, time for a game. Can Patrick Stevens name the MLB teams that this particular player played for uh, as same rules? I've got one with five or more and one that's a little bit easier with four. Uh, this one, this man, six teams for a middle infielder who was only once an all-star, was once a gold glove winner, and I cannot believe this for two reasons. Apparently once finished 27th in MVP voting, which I'm staggered by, but also staggered they get the 27th in terms of MVP voting. I didn't know that was a thing. Six teams for a man whose name is very difficult to spell, Mark Grudzelanek. Mark Grudzelanek. Well... Grozelonic was a Montreal Expo for sure. He certainly was, and that was and, where he was an all-star. And he was definitely a Chicago Cub. He most certainly was. And uh, am I remembering him as a as a Rocky at all? Not as a Rocky, no. Interesting. Was he in Toronto? Not in Toronto either. Was he in St. Louis? Yes. He was in St. Louis for one season, and for some reason I have vivid memories of that one season. Okay. That was the, that was the team I most associated Mark Rizalonic with. Huh. Yeah, okay. weird. Well, I, I would have associated him with the Expos. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got a couple more that I have in mind that I think might be the answer. Oh, I think you're going to end up kicking yourself over this one. Uh, well... Was he? Did he make a cameo with the Phillies at the very end? No, not the Phillies. Not the Phillies. All right. Okay. So, so the teams I also had in mind there were Oakland. No. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm, I'm kind of losing yeah. track of, of Grugalonic here. Yeah. So it's. Um, and I had I had somebody else in mind there for him, but it's it slipped my mind. Okay, so the cameo was 30 games at the end of his career with Cleveland. That was the Cleveland, cameo. Cleveland, okay. He spent three seasons with the Royals near the end of his career, and the one you're going to kick yourself over is he spent five years, the bulk of his career, with the Dodgers. Huh, Dodgers, that's right. He did, didn't he? Okay. was where he was. So that's all right. That's why we have uh, a chaser, and our chaser this week, not a Hall of Famer, but a very prominent player who once upon a time everyone would have assumed was going on to the Hall of Fame. Four teams for the great Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry is the uh, four New York teams. The Giants, exactly Yankees, right. Dodgers, and Mets. That's exactly right. Exactly the four for Daryl Strawberry, of course, who was, uh, whose son, DJ, played at Maryland and then briefly in the NBA. Uh, where are you headed this weekend? Going to check out Loyola Navy all right. On, uh, on Saturday. Bit of a weird and, year and for Loyola. Ohio State on Sunday. Yeah, weird year for Loyola. Probably safe for them to still get in the Patriot League tournament, but yeesh. They, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if anybody knows what to expect out of the Greyhound yeah, right now. They, really. they, uh, they had a tough time with Army on Saturday. Now, some ever. of that was Army's defense being really, yep. really. No doubt. No doubt. But uh, it was not a. It was not a crisp offensive performance by any stretch of the imagination, by the way. Well, I will see you there on Saturday at Discourse. D1S Course is how you follow. Patrick Stevens, always appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Awesome. Take care. Patrick Stevens joining us. He does every week here on GCR to talk about the latest going-ons in the world of college sports. We're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance studio of Pressbox. Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. Oh, you know what? I think I already did that one, but that's okay. We can bonus them because we like them. Today's show also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. C3, 
This is who you need to call to get roof and siding repairs for the cost of your home insurance deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Give them a call, 410-401-9797, or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. We continue on, hour number two of the program. We've been meeting the men that make up this year's class of NFL draft prospects and potential Ravens targets. And I think the singular standout star of this year's draft season is our next guest. He is the quintessential offensive lineman. Ah, not bad. I actually didn't even intend that. This man showed up at the Senior Bowl, rocking the belly shirt, kicking everyone's ass. He is from Wisconsin Whitewater, Quinn Miners, and he joins us now here on GCR. Quinn, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's so great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, thank you uh, for having me on. I'm excited to answer some of your questions. Absolutely, dude. Did you have any idea how much your life was going to change when you showed up in Mobile, Alabama? Like, I know that you had NFL hopes and you're a hell of a football player, but could you have ever imagined you becoming – like the like legitimate celebrity that you've become over the last few months. Um, you're not even close. You know, my I, my expectations kind of going into the senior bowl were to you know really answer the question of the the level of competition thing. Just because you know I didn't have a a senior season and I'm coming from a small school, so that was that was my main focus was to you know show that I could play with these guys and. Um, I guess you know, looking back at it, you know, it really, it really did blow up quite a bit, and uh, <laughs> that's probably why I'm why I'm talking to you today. I mean, it's among the reasons. Part of it is that the Ravens are in the need uh, in the market for an interior lineman, and and we think you might be a really good fit. So we'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, Quinn, what do we still not know about? This is the part. We, what we know about you is that you're awesome. That you seem like the the guy that everybody wants to go out and hang out with. Um, that you're a reptile guy. I saw that you you were rock. You just had a snake that you like hung out with. On Good Morning Football the other day, like is that is that just something that's always been a part of your life? <clears throat> yeah, the, the most recent you know couple of years here, um, we've had a pet snake, my <laughs> girlfriend and I. Why not? And <laughs> yeah, so it, she she likes snakes, I like snakes, and we got one, and you know I decided to bring it on Good Morning Football, put it around. I mean, why back. wouldn't you? And yeah, I, I people wanted to know something different, so figured I'd bring that up there and, and show it. So. So yeah, I was always I've always kind of grew up like a, a reptile guy. Whenever I was younger, um, I had like uh, I had lizards. So then, how I'm just naive over here. How do snakes express their personalities? Hmm. So this snake that we have, he's really like I don't know. He seems always kind of a little skittish, but then also like just really carefree at the same time so like i can just go into the cage and, and grab him and he won't have a problem with it at all <laughs> i mean like preferable to the alternative yeah, correct right? you would like it to stay that way eternally if that can be possible so we, we you you weren't able to play football last fall you you spent the the fall at your like family hunting and fishing camp is that true <clears throat> no so yeah that so that was that uh, that like uh, video that you're that you're referencing. Okay. That was that, I was getting ready for my 2019 season. Okay. Um, this year All I right. wasn't able I wasn't able to go up there because borders were closed and stuff. But um, that was something that I did in the past. My 2018 and 2019 summers, getting ready for football, I was up there doing those, uh, you know, pretty rugged workouts. I, why why do I feel like you're a man who has at some point like caught a fish with your hand at some time in your life, Quinn Miners? Like what what is like your when you're trying to one up somebody with a story, when they're telling a story about how rugged and tough they are, 
what's your go-to like one-up story like okay I've, I've got something to add to the conversation now yeah so there was a period of time in that, in that 2019 summer where I was actually completely alone for like 10 days in a row <laughs> on an island in the middle, in the middle of nowhere so, um, like it was just me and the squirrels that were on the island. Wait, that was wait, it. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> was, was this purposeful? Like you like you were told, hey, you've got the option to go up, or did it just happen to work out that maybe somebody didn't go with you or something like that? <laughs> um, so um, usually I was, I was spending a lot of time up there with my great-uncle Tim, and he said he had to go back home uh, for a wedding. So he kind of left me up there. <laughs> and so I, I kind of kept everything you know, in, in tip-top shape, and then when he came back, then I kind of, I left, and then he, he he stayed there for the for the rest of the, the summer. Uh, I, I, had come I, back need, for, I had to come back, I had to come back for fall camp. I need more, I need yeah. more on this, dude. Yeah. I need did more you, on like, this. Did you, like, skin, like, animals? Yeah, like, what you, what did you have at your disposal yeah. for these 10 days where you were, like, t- alone on this island? It's... Um, you know, I was able to, you know, go fishing, but obviously you can only do so much of that. Um, I did have, um, my computer up there, and I downloaded quite a few. Um, I, I listen to a lot of the, the Joe Rogan uh, podcasts. Okay, all right, they're, sure. They're pretty, yeah, they're pretty yeah. fun. So yeah. I have some podcasts to listen to. <laughs> um, I, I do like recording and making videos, so I was kind of looking at some of the film that I was you know, taking. So like that workout video, I was kind of right. trying to put that together while I was up there. Um, other than that, I mean, it's uh, – go hang out in the woods <laughs> was there, okay wait a second was there a moment i i want to talk to you about football know, this right? is way too good queen queen minors is with us here was there a moment where you ever worried about whether you were losing your mind like not saying you were losing your mind but did you go through like any sort of moment where you're like oh crap am i losing my mind right now like did you feel any of that <clears throat> no really it, you would you would think that but honestly you just get into like this really um i don't know you just get really calm and it's just really awesome to be up there in the in the middle of the woods i don't think enough people have that opportunity to do that you know to have a reset we're like all right you check your phone and there you have no signal there isn't an option right right <laughs> so it's it's really nice to you know kind of self-reflect and and kind of work on yourself a little bit and i think a lot of people could could benefit from that I there mean, was definitely no i was really calm and it was awesome to be up there so there was no point at which you were trying to like make a volleyball into a friend like you were tom hanks and Castaway. like it wasn't that that wasn't the level that we were at here <laughs> no but yeah the friends i guess the friends that i had were the there were these two squirrels that were on our island that were just going crazy all the time and i could just hear them talking so i guess those were my friends but they were so loud all day that they were annoying as well <laughs> so then if you were to return would you be like embraced like christian the lion sort of thing by these squirrels <laughs> yeah I don't know if the squirrels like me particularly. I think they wanted me off the island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out of here, man. This is our place to hang out. What are you doing here? Oh, this is amazing. Quinn Miners is with us here on GCR. Quinn, you know what I love about this is I've you know we got to know Marshall for Marshall Yonder for years here in Baltimore, right? And Marshall had a couple of screws loose. Like he once got tased for money. Um, like in the locker room, they were just like, "Hey, does somebody want to get tased? We'll give you five hundred bucks." And when he was young in his career, he was like, "All right, cool, I'll do it." Um, he, he would literally like freeze water in cold games on himself to make, to make it more difficult for guys to hold him in freezing cold situations. He had screws loose. And I've like convinced myself that great offensive linemen, y- you have to be a little crazy, right? To do what you do. Don't you? 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. Especially to play offensive line and, and to do the job that we do, you know, every single day at practice, every single game day, and you know, every single week. You know, like especially in the NFL. I mean, you know, every single player is really good out there. Yeah. So you have to have those little things that you know that really make you love the game a little bit more, or, or what you're willing to do to make sure that you're you're winning and successful. So, so some of those stories are awesome. Of, of what guys are willing to do, and I think that's someone you know that that I would like to be in the NFL as well. You um you know you you shared a picture the other day on Twitter uh, of you with your hand in the dirt and like when you were in 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 elementary school. Did you always know that football was a thing for you? <clears throat> I I just always I just always loved you know playing football and you know being a bigger kid growing up. I was always kind of. I guess forced to be putting the hand in the line because I was always overweight for the for the weight limit. But I, I always loved playing offensive line. But you know, football playing football professionally, you know, in the NFL has always been a dream. And you know, to be here is is pretty special, especially coming from a really small school. When I kind of thought my my journey was going to be over in four years after the after going Division three. Yeah, that's not the case. That's pretty clear. <laughs> You're going to have a journey ahead of you. Quinn Miners with us here on GCR. So I have to ask. Who braided your hair before the Senior Bowl? <laughs> yeah, so my uh, my girlfriend gave me the uh, the dreadlocks that I have. <laughs> and, and now, like, is that is that an eternal? Is that something that we just didn't know you've been doing for a long time, or was that I want to go turn some heads when there's some national media hanging out in Alabama? No, I've had them. I've had them for about a year now. I think, uh, yeah, last last February, I my girlfriend gave them to me. So, so I've had them for a long time, and I was. Yeah, I don't know. I guess a lot of people finally were able to, you know, see see right. the hair. I guess because a lot of people didn't know who I was um, until that point. So then, did you do it with the intention of it just being like a quarantine bit and being like, I've always wanted to try this, and that it ended up being the thing you like? Like this is just part of who I am now. Or did you know <laughs> oh. that this was going to be your look during the draft process? Yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly how it happened. Uh, my girlfriend has dreads, and she's like, she's like, let me give you a couple. And I was like, <laughs> sure, let's see what let's see what it looks like. And I was like, you know what, I kind I kind of like that. Let's just do the whole thing and, and see what it's like. And I, I really enjoy the. I, I like the look. So I've kept them, and I plan on keeping them. It's just who you are, man. It's just who you are. And and we're all grateful for it. We are all grateful for it. Um, Quinn, I, I bring up having a, a few screws loose. One of the things that, that offensive linemen, and you know, we're really close with Bradley Bozeman and a couple of the other guys here, um, in Baltimore we run the ball a lot, a lot, like more than anyone has done in modern offenses. Uh, they run the ball and run the ball and run the ball some more. That's the way that it works. And offensive linemen seem to be quite giddy about that because it means you get to get out and put guys on their asses instead of standing around waiting to block somebody. You get to go get downfield. Um, considering what we know about you, would we be right to think that that would sound like kind of a perfect fit for who you are if it were to happen to work out that way? There's nothing better than running the ball, man. So that's that sounds right up my alley and, and right where I'm coming from at Whitewater because we're, we're a big run the, run the ball too. So our, our mantra is always pound the rock. And uh, – to give a little shout out, I'm, I'm actually working out with uh, Ben Bredesen and Kevin. Oh Beckley, wow! Oh man! Yeah. Very cool. We got we got to talk to Kevin a couple weeks ago. That's how did that come about? Um, yeah, so they're they're uh, they're from Wisconsin and uh, they they like training at this gym in, in Waukesha called Next Level. And um, a couple of the other, um, I guess, names you guys might know are the, the Watt brothers train there. Yeah, I've heard of them. So it's kinda, <laughs> yeah, it's, a ni- <laughs> so it's pretty nice. So it's a pretty nice. Um, facility, um, a great strength coach, um, 
the, the owner, Brad Arnett, and we have a really solid group and we're, we're working out together. So it would be, it would be pretty cool to have, to have that happen to be able to have yeah, all three of us play together. That would be really cool. Uh, by the way, I like how casual you're like, yeah, th- these guys, you perhaps you've heard of them. The, 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 Watts? the Watt brothers, not sure <laughs> yeah. if you're. Yeah, right? Like, I, I've, you know, I, I'm friends with these guys. They're in a band. They're called the the Jonas Brothers. You ever heard of them? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, so not to take anything away from Ben, who we're excited about and we want to see more, but obviously Kevin, of course, is, you know, distinguished what a career he's had. What's the best thing you've learned from being around him to this point? that you're going to take with you to the next level? Yeah, I, I think just, you know, he still just has that really high motor. You know, I mean, I think he's 30, he's like 30-something. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, eight years older, eight, nine years older than me, and he still just has that motor and is, is working and, and setting a really tough pace, you know, even in these workouts. And I can just see the, uh, you know, how much, you know, he still kind of loves the game and, and how much, you know, how much he works. You know, I thought I had a really strong work ethic, but – just, you know, to see it, the longevity of, of what he's been able to do is something I look up to. And, you know, he really loves his craft and enjoys doing what he does. No, that's really cool, man. It's, and we're excited about him, obviously, no matter what. But it would be unbelievable to have you guys together after you're working out together. What a cool story that would be. Uh, just another minute mm-hmm. or two here with Quinn Miners from Wisconsin Whitewater. He's getting ready for the NFL draft. Um, uh, Quinn, you, you, one of the things that really jumped out at me is all of a sudden you had this spotlight on you. And the first thing that you try to do was try to help somebody else out. And we wanted to share that a little bit what it is that you're doing um, and the shirts that you made. Can you tell us some of the background on that story and why it was something that was so important to you? Yeah, the background on the story, um, so I wanted to, to raise money um, for um, a girl in my hometown. Her name is uh, Elena Shelsta. Um, her father was my offensive line coach in, in high school, so I always kind of had this idea in the back of my head that I wanted to you know, help raise money for her. So she suffers from a rare form of glute one. You know, and, and it's an extremely rare disease. She's one of the few people in the world that, that have that. And, and you can find more information through um, Hugs for Elena on Facebook or Twitter. But so that was what I wanted to do. I don't really enjoy the spotlight, so I wanted to be able to, to take that, the, the following I got from the Senior Bowl, and, and to do something and, and raise money for someone that, you know, means a lot to me. That's awesome, man. That's an awesome thing for you to do. And again, you can just go on Twitter at hugs the number four at hugs for Elena A L A I N A to find out more. Um, the most important question, obviously, what you know, let's just say it ends up being Baltimore. Do we assume that there will never be a day where you wear a shirt that covers the entirety of your upper body? At least during fall camp, that's going to be it's going to be out in the live. That's because, the way it goes. It's, that's that's life, right? Yeah. That's just the way it is. And I think most offensive linemen do that, too. <laughs> I just happen to get the spotlight. Is there is there a reason, like, does, does it help keep you cooler? Like, is there something that we don't know? Like, we just think it's amazing because, like, yeah, man, show it off, right? Like, 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 go out there and be you. But is there something that we don't know about it that you're like, dude, like, I, I would pass out otherwise if I was wearing a shirt that big? Yeah, I'm telling you, it, it makes a big difference when you tuck the jersey up underneath and, you, you're, and you're letting the, I don't know what I say, like kind of like let the belly breathe or whatever. But <laughs> right. it, it, you, it gets really hot, and if you just leave it down, and you notice the difference right away. You know, if I if I don't have it tucked up, I'm like, why am I so hot right now? I'm like, oh, that's why. That's, that was something I naturally did at the senior bowl, so I was I wasn't ready for how warm it was going to be. You know. It was, Sorry, based on your your size, and you talked about you had to, uh, you know, you kind of got pigeonholed as an offensive lineman throughout the course of your life. I imagine you are 
no stranger to delicious food. Would you be open? All right, what's your favorite food right now? Would you be open to replacing that favorite food with crab cakes? Crab cakes. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not a picky eater whatsoever. So I, I enjoy all all food. I, I really enjoy uh, like sushi. Um, spaghetti is another classic. Um, and also a good burger. I think you can make, I mean, you can never go wrong with a good burger. I mean, I feel like that's kind of like in in Wisconsin. What's the okay? Hang on a second. What's the weirdest way that you've consumed cheese in your life, Quinn Miner? Like, what's the strangest cheese-based product or the most cheese you've eaten? Yeah, in a day? yeah, maybe something like that. <laughs> I I guess like the weirdest thing is like when you just get a brick of cheese and you and you kind of slice it and you just kind of keep eating it. Not weird like, to me. I don't know, Not like weird. Chips. That sounds like how. It's yeah, a good day. Sometimes I don't even bother going for the the knife to slice it, pal. I just start ripping off hunks. <laughs> that's yep. the way yep. that works. <laughs> I'd like to hope that you're a man. Have you done this? Is the when I ever said the fattest thing that I've ever fatted is, and I still do it to this day. I'll take a bag of shredded cheese. Yeah. And there's no intermediary. I will just turn that bag over and pour it down my throat. Can I? Can I like to hope that you're a man who's done the same thing? Oh yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. There we go. That's a nice little. It's it's and any cheese to be honest. You know, there's there's tons of different options. You know, mozzarella and you got the just the regular shredded mixed cheddar. It's yeah, there's there's tons of options that you can go with. Dude, I didn't think there was any way that we yeah. could end up liking you more than we already did, but you are by far our favorite in this year's draft class and it will be so <laughs> you need to know, like if if this goes a certain way and like it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, I know they it's gonna need change a your center, right? Right. Like, and it's gonna don't... change your life, but it is going to be the most heartbreaking moment of our history if it plays out out that way dude um <laughs> yeah yeah quinn it's i know it's at q miners on twitter is where people can follow you what about on instagram all right yeah so the instagram is uh qm 6700 <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like when i would tell people my first email address <laughs> yeah yeah we, a bunch of my uh we i made it in high school and a bunch of my friends um, we wanted to co- copy uh, Todd Gurley, so Todd Gurley is TG400. Okay. And by the way, Todd Gurley, yeah. Baltimore native, for what it's worth. There you go. There's another connection there. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. man. Hey, Quinn, uh, we're so happy for you and, and for you doing the right thing as you got this spotlight. It, it makes us like you so much. We, we pray that this works out, that it's Baltimore. We can get to know you better then, man. But whatever, wherever it is, um, success to you. You're an awesome story. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Yeah, thank you guys for having me, and, and have a good rest of your day. Quinn Miners. Oh, dude. How freaking great was Quinn Miners? And that was the one I was most excited about. So, like, my standard was so, like... You don't have that look without stories. I know, you know? I know, I know. He spent 10 days alone in the woods. Of course he did. I was, like, I was just, like, you know, rasterizing video. <laughs> just hanging out with the squirrels. Just making friends with squirrels. Is what he was doing. Dude. Yeah, what a beast. That guy is amazing. I love Quinn Miners. I'm so happy we were able to do that. That's awesome. Um, and again, a guy that's going to go the first couple of rounds of this draft. I was thinking second round is likely, realistically. It's looking it's been mocked in the 50s. Yep, it's looking like that. And a viable option for the Baltimore Ravens, whatever their plans are, he would be a guy that would make a whole lot of heard sense. the Ravens pick in the 50s. I've heard that. Did you hear that too? I did hear that. It's weird that that kind of got out there. That People are talking about it now. It's in the streets. I know, right? As our, friend, as our friend Rita would say. She, she's not reporting it. The streets are saying it. That's the way that she's been saying it. Likeable chat. Rita was getting after people this morning, apparently because she was first on the Justin Houston thing. 
Um, she got a bunch of new followers sure. out of it. And like, there's things that, that do this to us. Like when 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 Lamar Jackson was tweeting about Patrick Queen, we got a ton of new followers that day. Now, luckily, most of what I do, like I don't do a lot of personal tweeting anymore. Like it's those days are over. Like I might tweet about my kids' lacrosse sure. practice, but most of it's going to be related. well. That's breaking news right there. That's yeah, it's not huge. Like, people it's, are people do need that information. Yeah. But like Rita just doesn't give an f. She's going to tweet about what she wants to tweet about. Like she's going to tweet about movies. She's going to tweet about you know Eminem song. culture. You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's exactly that. And so Rita this morning was like, if you came here thinking oh, there's yeah. going to be nothing, but you're going to be really disappointed. Outright. If you followed me. Who is, the, who is the guy that became the, the black guy that liked hockey? Do you remember that guy a yeah, few yeah. years ago? Tony, Tony Solo. Tony Solo, something yeah. like that, right? And I remember literally the day after all this, like he the, he became Twitter famous mm-hmm. because he sat down and watched the St. Louis Blues game. Well, it was after the, the, the Rams had been taken from St. Louis. He sat down, he watched yeah. a Blues game, and he was raving about it. Like, this is awesome. Why did I never tell right. black people about hockey? Right. Like, he's just doing all this this tweeting about hockey, right? Still a big fan. Still, yes, yeah. correct. And he became a kind of half yeah, a celebrity sure. because of it. But the next day, after all of these new followers came on board, he had to be like, Hey, just want to let you know, right. this isn't suddenly a St. Louis Blues account. Like, I ain't just going to be tweeting about hockey moving forward. I literally watched my first game ever last night. Sure. And he kind of only does tweet about hockey now. For what it's oh, really? He tweets a lot of hockey. Oh, I don't follow him. I did. I a lot did. of hockey. On he was an entertaining guy. He seemed like he's a big fan. Well, I, he's I mean, a big Blues fan. Well, they won this. I don't know if you heard. They won the Stanley Cup. He picked sure. a good time to become a, a Blues fan. Today's show also brought to you by... We're so far behind. We are so far... We still have two breaks to take. <laughs> Today's show also brought to you by uh, the Stan the Fan Variety Hour. If you missed it on Monday night, a great show. Stan and Ross just talking baseball, talking about the Orioles early on in the season. You can go right now to facebook.com slash pressboxsports, and you can check it out there by clicking on the videos tab, or you can go to pressboxonline.com and see it there. Stan shows, as always, brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. We'll come back in, get to Would You Rather Wednesday. Brought to you by Glory Days Grill. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia based brewery Devil's Backbone in 
and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. The weather is warming up. The days are longer. Do your windows open to let the fresh spring air in? Are they old, cracked, and outdated? The spring rush is on for home improvement projects. One great way to improve the look, feel, and value of your home is with new windows. Act now, beat the rush, and Window Nation will give you 50% off every style window. Bows, bays, picture and garden windows, every style, every color, plus get 0% interest for 18 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today? And Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le champion. Chris Jericho. Le champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at pressboxonline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio, 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, normally on New Press Box Day, I like to come in here and hold it up and wave it around and say, here it is, New Press Box. Show your cleavage a little bit, you know? Yeah, right? Problem is, uh, we haven't gotten ours yet. That's what happens when we're the only people that are are here. Um, We're not as high on the list anymore. So today's the day. It's out. It's available. It's headed to your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find press box. Unless that's Stan right there. <laughs> How ironic is that? <laughs> it is indeed. We were literally just talking about this, Stan the Fan. That is unbelievable. Sit down for a second. This is absolutely incredible. We literally you, just said, I normally like to come on here on New Press Box Day and hold it up and wave it to you and show you the new press box. But we just haven't gotten ours yet today. I was sitting on the side waiting until you waiting said it. I was waiting for that. the last hour. That's incredible that you timed it out that way. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. How are you, pal? I'm, new, I'm doing great. Let me plug I'm the new print issue of Press Box, yeah. which is available now. It's headed to your neighborhood Royal Farms, those hundreds of locations around town, or available at PressBoxOnline.com on the cover. You see means to an end. There's that's Where's not now. That's, no, that's I the know other. It's the old yeah, one. Yeah, I wanted. To, I was inspired by Glenn's "What Hide Seeks" cover. Ah, and so you wanted that, that was why I came up with means to an end. I topped you. You think you, you think this one's better? I think, you think the this title is better. Is better. I, I don't think know. The we might we might have to. This might end up turning into an arm wrestling. Well, contest. it could be. It could be interesting. I mean, Luke and I were working on a concept, and 
I think it f- it fits perfectly. It wouldn't fit like if it was Sutcliffe to an end. Yeah, you that, know, that definitely would not work. No, no doubt, no doubt. But about means that. to an end works very nicely. Uh, it's a story, yes, about John Means, but also a, a broader look at, at Chris, Chris Holt, Holt and, and yeah, yeah the Sutcliffe orders. to an end sounds rather ominous. Actually, it does. It does sound <laughs> like something's <laughs> like about lemmings. To, to kill oh, out, I was say about to kill themselves. I can tell lemmings. you. I can tell I can tell you firsthand that one of the things that's important about this story is that the hook line. You know, whatever whatever way you carve this at the end of the day the Orioles will succeed or fail in the pitching category the right way that you do it which is your major league pitching coach should sort of dictate yes over there should not be a left hand and a right hand situation and the Orioles with Rick Peterson there was a left hand and a significantly so no doubt about that where there was a complete disagreement and people have their opinions about other guys that are now succeeding elsewhere yeah. Uh, and made opening day starts this year for other teams in baseball. Alex Cobb, Ferguson. That's the one. That's the one that we're Brad referring Bergeson. to. Brad Bergeson is the guy that yeah. that just didn't work out here. Yeah. Everything good with you? All good. What's coming All up uh, tonight on Facebook Live? Uh, we're doing – I had arranged to do this week's Facebook Live on Thursday night. Oh. Because that was a So the answer is for, nothing for, is what you No, no. Oh, we're oh. we're going to have one tonight. Okay. John Maroon and E.J. Narcisse ah, right. joined Gary Stein and I to talk about this name yep. and likeness yep. and their new company joining forces to create Sale. Of course, John Maroon, you guys athletes. know, former Orioles PR director and the personal PR man for, for Cal Ripken for basically you know 30 yeah. years, it seems yeah. like, at this point. He's helped Cal. A little yeah, a little bit, bit right. A anyway, bit. and E.J. is with Team Services LLC. They sell stadium sponsorships. Now, they've come up with a very interesting idea to help schools help athletes understand this whole name, you know, name and likeness thing. Their company, their website is sale, S-A-I-L.com, and it's student athletes. I can't believe that was available, by the way. (laughs) Student athletes, image and likenesses. So that's what it's. Makes all the sense in the world. So we're going to talk to them tomorrow night which left open tonight, and all of a sudden this legislation passes, so Bill or Dean's going to join me and go step by step. Well, these are both related to unique legislation that's come out because obviously the sports betting uh, legislation, but also, of course, the Jordan McNair Safe and Fair Play Act was passed, and so the name image likeness thing will be coming. Whether it comes to the rest of the country or not, it's coming to Maryland. That's for sure happening. There will be the ability for student-athletes in the state of Maryland to profit off of their name, image, and likeness, whether yep. or not the NCAA gets their S together at some point and figures it out. Of course, we're hoping that they do and they figure out how this works moving forward. But if they don't, it doesn't matter. Maryland the, the will have it. The impact it's going to have on college sports is, you know, it's perf- it's potentially profound. I don't disagree know. with that. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Anyway, so tonight, 6 o'clock, Bill Ordine and I, and tomorrow night it'll be Gary Stein, myself, Talking to EJ Narcisse from Team Services LLC, John Maroon from Maroon PR, together combining forces. All right, you want to you know, quickly play Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill? I'm happy to do All right, that. Number, Anything for Glory Days num- Grill. Oh, of course, we love Glory Days Grill. They're celebrating their 25th anniversary this year. We love that even more. May there be. I was a young man when they opened. Uh, yeah, young, young, youngish. Yeah. Young, yeah. <laughs> Um, number one, this of course. Remember, I know your reaction is going to be that you hate both of them, but you know how this works. It's yeah. a game; you got to pick yeah. one or the other. Major League Baseball, in an effort to make games quicker, decides that all games will now be seven innings long, Ooh. or in an effort to make games more exciting, decides that nine inning games 
every other inning will start with a runner on second base. Oh God, those <laughs> those are both. Yeah, I knew that's in how the you hopes, would react. In the hopes that there would be more extra innings, I would go for the seven inning, but then I'd be actually doing the same thing. But you'd be getting the runner on second base then, yeah. Which I have to admit, I'm, I know I'm not answering your Would You Rather Wednesday uh, question for Glory Days Grill. I have really g- grown to like I, They the, cannot get rid of it. They yeah. cannot get rid yeah, of it. It's, it's, it's much more interesting. It is. The, I mean, but Stan, we talked about it at nauseum yeah. on our show. I was I assumed I would hate it too. Yeah. And then I watched it and said, This I can't take my eyes off of it. It yeah. creates the most fascinating product that baseball can give you. What I find fascinating is how how you know how normally in a baseball game you get really bummed out that the other team scores a run. Sure. I don't get bummed oh, yeah, out yeah. when they get one run at the top of mm-hmm. the tenth inning, you know, because I go, Well, it's pretty easy for us to get that run back. I'm amazed how many times the the bottom team Ends up scoring two or three runs. Uh, It's just, uh, it makes for much more interesting baseball. I I completely agree. I found last night's decision by uh, Brandon Hyde both interesting and correct at the same time to stick with Plutko. Mm -hmm. But it shows that. I mean, he was great for the first couple of innings. at At the core. He doesn't really have faith in anybody to close a game out. Understandably right now. so. Yeah. I mean, when your best option is Cesar Valdez, yeah. it ain't a great option. We just have to acknowledge. I still that. think their best o- option is Cole Solzer. Maybe, uh, maybe. You know, yeah. I think that at the time that he evolved the closing last year, he was got the foot injury, which we didn't know anything yep. about. I'd love to see what he looked like healthy, and I thought we did for a while. I, I assume we'll see that again, by the yeah. way. I assume that this is not going to be that Cesar Valdez is going to stay in this role for the entire – I cannot fathom that being But I case. love Plutko on this team. He's, he's been, been great. He's been yeah, great. He's There's no good. doubt about that. He's yeah, been great. It was a sad one. Uh, have you seen night. the interview that John Harbaugh did with Charles Davis? No, I did not. Okay, so John Harbaugh relived the end of the Cleveland game from this year with the miracle. Oh, God, you know, that was the, a great game. Correct. It I was, watched the replay it was a thriller. about a month ago. So you remember the scenarios. We're going to relive those scenarios. Would you rather the Ravens season would have come down to a fourth and five with Willie Sneed as their quarterback or Justin Tucker kicking a 62-yard field goal? Tucker, 62-yard field goal. Okay, okay. I, I agree. I mean, I just don't. I hear you that you know that would, you know what they would have done. I mean, I guess Willie Sneed in theory could have surprised you. I, I don't think pass, he right? was making a 62-yard field goal. I I think there's a like a, a less than one percent chance of him making that, and I would say I think there's like a four percent chance of Willie Sneed converting. So that's why Willie Sneed would be my answer. I okay. think there's a better than one percent chance. Dude. Getting back to Parker the other, to, yeah. to the, today's actual, would it, would you rather? Well, this was one of them. I, yeah, they're, they're both terrible to yeah, me. right. But I probably now that I we talked about it again. It would forever change baseball, but going the other every other inning with it's that exciting. Team, it's exciting. Very exciting. It brings. That's why it's the uh, the easy answer for me is right. what I've I loved agree. about it. Stan, I, I I've started to become the old curmudgeon, right? Yeah. I'm the guy that's now screaming about it all being home runs and strikeouts, right. and I'm missing the baseball part. Like right. I'm missing. And this has forced there to be some baseball again. Yeah. This has forced there to be an in extra innings. 
I get the product that I like. So if I, I can get more of that, I'm for it. I might make one modification. I might play the first five innings standard. Yeah, but you don't get the. It's a game. You don't get to make modifications. Stand. Yeah, That's I the can. Oh, okay. <laughs> because you're the chief grand poobah. That's yeah. the way that it works around here. Haven't been that for quite some it's time. It's been a minute. It's been. It a will minute always be that. I'll, yeah. I'll see you guys uh, soon. Absolutely. Appreciate Absolutely. It, we'll try to start bringing back whenever you're ready to. We'd like to bring back five words. We'd like to, you know, do some of the stuff that we used to I'm do around there. here. I'm whenever, there. whenever you're ready. Maybe to another ten days. Or hey man, so. whenever sure wait, you've gotten both shots, right? It's yes, I've gotten both oh, shots. Love, I love that. I've gotten both shots. You've gotten both shots. I've got my first. I'm waiting on my second right now. But we are I'm getting close, man. Thank Great you, to sir. see you, Stan. Appreciate it, pal. Stan the fan, Charles. Love him. Good to see him stop by and appreciate him bringing us our print issues of press box. All right, quickly, what was your answer for number one? Uh, yeah, I agree with Stan. I'd take the runners on second base. Second. I mean, you know how I feel. It's not even something I can even really. It's hard for me to even put into words the like visceral response so I feel it's so funny. when you take a, a Major League Baseball game and say it's going to be a seven-inning so game. Weird. It's so weird. Uh, Paul from Obi Lando, I'll take the seven innings. While I was watching the DH last night, I was thinking it's actually – or the doubleheader last night, got it. was thinking it's actually more interesting to only watch a seven-inning game. Hmm. I don't I'm know if it's – you, you, you feel like maybe you are – you have a better ans- odds of watching the whole thing. There's that. I also I also kind of appreciate this part of it. He says, uh, I'm at least an advocate of this until the Orioles are good again. Like, hey, if you think your team's going to lose, you only have to watch for seven innings instead of nine. I don't know. They There's something to be some said leads. for that. They, they, they <laughs> can. Uh, John from Little Rock, all crap options. Yes, we know, John. We're aware. Um, this is so Bush slash Little League. I think John might be mad at me, actually. <laughs> um, to play along, I'll take the seven-inning games. Putting guys on base all game long is dumb. Uh, Nick Kelly, uh, seven innings. I like a shorter game, and if it goes to extras, we get the runner on second sooner. Uh, KZ, all seven normal innings. KZ was trying to say he was giving us good answers today. That's not a good answer, KZ. That's still just just <laughs> responding. That's not. I hate you. Uh, Lou, I think I would rather every other inning start with a runner on second base. Uh, John Proctor responded this morning. He says, seven innings is fine. I can handle 22% less game, and we might see a few complete games by pitchers again. That uh, We yeah, talked like, about that's, that. that. Yeah, what, Kyle doesn't want that to be like, considered a complete game. No, He's like, what are we doing here? Like, we're just going to... offended by it. I don't like it. Right. I don't like that that would just be like, yeah, look at that complete Tired. game he just threw. You mean the seven-inning start? Stop. Let's move on. Would you rather Wednesday? Brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Number two. Uh, you said you would go with Tucker. Most everyone is saying I would go with Tucker. In fact, uh, the only person that didn't say Tucker, well, one was me, and then two, uh, Chris. Chris says, I love Justin Tucker, but he was a little bit shaky last season on even shorter kicks than that. I know he ended up making a 55-yarder to win, but it's not like he made it by seven yards longer than that. I do not trust that he definitely would have made the kick. Well, I don't think anybody would be saying that they definitely would have made the yeah. kick. I think the answer that you guys are giving is that one like guy is like doing gamble better. One guy is doing what he does for a living. The other guy is a, a wide receiver lined up at quarterback. And so. this guy has arguably the strongest leg in football. Yeah, I mean, not no, arguably. no, no. Zerline's got the strongest leg in he football. Did. He, he did. I don't know if he's, he's no, not he's still, the same. but he's just not as accurate. I he's hear not you. nearly as accurate. But he's got the strongest you. leg. He's got one of the strongest legs in football, Justin Tucker. Uh, one of them, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll he's agree a, with that. He's in a handful of kickers. Jason Myers also in Miami. Yeah. Who you would say I'm comfortable with them kicking a 60-yard field goal. Uh, number three, due to the economy, your boss says you'll have to work for the rest of the year for a quarter of your salary, or there is one Jason other job. Jason Sanders is what I meant. Yeah, San- Jason Myers Miami. is the guy up in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, with Seattle is that where Jason Myers it's is? Detroit for a while, but it's no longer. 
I don't remember. Yeah. They're, they're both kickers, though. I do know that. Yeah, he was in Seattle. Uh, or there's one other job available in the world as Tom Hanks is going to pay you your original salary to be personal assistant to his son, Chet. See, the last part is interesting. Mm-hmm. Because Tom Hanks is paying me. Yes, you're on you're on salary from Tom Hanks. But you so don't... technically, hold on, hear me out. Yes, you're not getting I anything. I have to else. think. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I have to think. Tom Hanks has got to want his son to be less embarrassing. Well, I would like to hope so. That he can't just be like, yeah, maybe white boy but, summer coming but up. But that doesn't mean that you let get me, to control it. Let me say my no, piece here. It's not, no, I'm not saying I control it. No, I'm not saying I control it. But you're potentially offering me the job. Of being Chet Hanks's wet blanket, <laughs> kinda, but not really. Potentially, you're potentially. No, no, no. I'm gonna take this back. You're creating a scenario where you're his manager. You're not no, his manager. No, 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 no. You are at I'm his whim. Arguably, this is where you're wrong. His you're caretaker. At, you're his. No, you're at his whim. A personal well, Tom assistant Hanks needs to rethink his parenting. No, that might. I don't know if you heard. He's a grown man. It's over. So then, why is Tom Hanks paying for his assistant? That, not my point. Not my problem. Well, it's part of the scenario. You don't yeah, think yeah, Chet not, can afford his own assistant these not, days? I don't know. I yeah, have no idea. Probably okay. Probably. But that might be because of Tom Hanks' money. Well, it's because of Tom Hanks. Correct. And him being his son of Tom Yes, Hanks. correct. Yes. You are at Chet Hanks' whim. You're his personal assistant. Look, chances are I'll just be rolling joints all day. Mm, part I of it. I had to guess. Part of it, but you still have to deal with the embarrassment of all of it. If I'm the guy taking the pictures... There's no reason he would feature me. Not likely. In any of his but every, videos. Every, like, now, uh, every now and then, I think that might sneak in. You're part of the, the crew, man. You're part of the entourage as well in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Who fires me? Chet. Something I could get a lot over on him. I could get what do you think drink. you're getting over on? He him. could be like, man, I'm drunk. I'd be like, Chet, you've been drinking non-alcoholic beer all day long. Well, it might be that might be the case. Perhaps I don't know. Little stuff like that. Just answer the question. It's twelve oh three. We still have another break to take. Uh, I will not do it because I don't make enough as is right now to make do that job. So <laughs> wait, what? I don't. My current salary. But isn't now you're gonna to make do... a quarter of it. Yeah, I know. The other scenarios, you make a quarter of your salary. I hear you. Yeah. What? I'll just be unemployed essentially. Yeah. But no, you you don't. There's not a third option. You don't yeah. get to just be unemployed. No, I'm gonna be you unemployed. either work the same job for a quarter you of your understand. salary. No, I, I quit. No, you <laughs> don't get to do that. That's not an option in these scenarios. Um, you either work your job for a quarter of your salary, and I know what we pay you. Mm-hmm. I know. It ain't. I don't know what they pay you over there though. I have no idea what that is. Your job, quarter of the salary, or your Chet Hanks personal assistant. I'm not gonna work for Chet. All right, quarter of the salary. If I just get to be the wet blanket, I'll do it. No, you don't get to do that. Stop it with that. That'd Nick Kelly, uh, I can't work for Chet. I'll take the salary cut. KZ, I didn't bother Googling. KZ, of course, doesn't know. He's just an old man. Uh, I, did, I didn't bother Googling, and I'm not working my current job at 25%. Uh, Paul from Orlando, I'll take working for a quarter of my salary. Worth it to keep my sanity. Lou, I could, I would work to be Chet Hanks' personal assistant. You're saying that. You're just saying that. Uh, Bryce, uh, I don't have a choice. Got to work for Chet. Pray for me. I think that's the appropriate response to this. Uh, John Proctor, both of these suck. I'll take the current job. Chet seems to prove the apple can indeed far, far, or fall far, far away from the tree. Yes, there is no doubt about that. And finally, numero quattro. Four? Yeah, we did four. Th- did you, have you not been paying attention to anything? Four? 
you're not paying attention to anything. Four. Number four, the Ravens signed both Justin Houston and Melvin Ingram this week, costing them any compensatory picks they might get next year, or not wanting to give up a pick, they sign no one. All rushers sign elsewhere, and they go into next year with what they have and draft picks. Um... Screw it. Forget the picks. Just sign the guys. Signing the guys. Yeah. You're going for it. Yeah, I mean, I hear a you. lot of that that I'm getting. I mean, getting it's more a so lot like a lot of that. Like I said before, the Ravens have not yet demonstrated to me that I can feel comfortable saying that whoever they draft is going to be able to play right away and produce. Okay. So okay, I will just say let's roll the dice and say that would it be worth for a fourth round pick? How often can you get starting level production? Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, yes, sometimes. But I'll take the definite here for what we think is a more likely bet. Overwhelmingly, that the response. Uh, Brian Jackson does say the edge class is pretty deep, so given the choice, I'd sign no one, I guess. He does say that ideally he'd rather them sign one, but that is not an option, Brian. You did, And he did. He played along. He said, of those two choices, I will sign no one. Continue to get me your responses throughout the day at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Someone's winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill to celebrate their 25th anniversary. We love that. Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Today's show also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors, who, of course, brings you stand shows the next couple of nights. And you should not let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 right now to get roof and siding repairs for the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. We'll come back in, get a tidbit, get tubular to wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. The weather is warming up. The days are longer. Do your windows open to let the fresh spring air in? Are they old, cracked, and outdated? The spring rush is on for home improvement projects. One great way to improve the look, feel, and value of your home is with new windows. Act now, beat the rush, and Window Nation will give you 50% off every style window. Bows, bays, picture and garden windows, every style, every color, plus get 0% interest for 18 months. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles top Orioles pitcher John Means and the role new pitching coach Chris Holt is taken with Means and the entire organization. Inside, Matt Kremnitzer reflects on Nick Markakis' career and Bo Smolka looks at what to expect from the Ravens' 2020 draft class in their second season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Guys, we're almost there. As a lot of people have said, we are at the 10-yard line, but the COVID-19 pandemic is not quite over, so we need to continue to be vigilant, do the right things, including wearing our masks, and if we're going to wear them, why wouldn't we wear masks that represent our favorite teams and players? Home team masks available right now. PressBoxOnline.com slash masks. we got a purple and orange state flag neck gaiter for you, as well as the Celebrate 8 MVP neck gaiter, and an over-the-ear faded to Stress state flag and traditional colors mask. They're available. Pressboxonline.com slash mask. Let's get this over with. Wear our masks. Home team masks. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at glennclarkradio.com. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. We chatted earlier about um, some potential college basketball rules change suggestions that are going to be considered when we were chatting with Patrick Stevens. Baseball fans are freaking out because MLB announced that in the Atlantic League this year, they're going to be experimenting with two particular rules changes. One, kind of simplistic, they're moving the rubber back one foot. One foot. They're moving the rubber back. Um, It'll be now at 61. Yeah, 61.6 for the pitching rubber. The other one, kind of less cut and dry. I don't really know that I understand this. The other one is called the double hook, which is when you remove your starting pitcher, you also lose your designated hitter. I have no effing idea what this is about. I'll read this from Major League Baseball. Once a team's starting pitcher is replaced, the team will lose its designated hitter for the remainder of the game. The club will be required to use a pinch hitter or the relief pitcher will bat. The double hook rule represents a potential compromise between the historical rules of the National League, which has not employed the designated hitter except in 2020, and the American League, which has used the designated hitter since 1973. Nearly 90% of pitching starts in the major leagues in 2020 lasted less than seven innings. By linking the DH to the starting pitcher, the rule aims to incentivize teams to leave their starting pitchers in longer, increase the value of starters who can work deeper into games, and increase the strategic element in the late innings of a game. There's a few things here. One, this comes off very much like cutting the baby in half. We can't decide whose baby this is, so we'll just cut it in half. If if any of this is about the designated hitter thing, no. Either have a designated hitter or don't. 
Or just I, keep it the way it is and I, have I, it in one and don't I, I think like, I've never cared for that. I think it's I dumb. You, we've but done it long enough. Yes, we've kind of accepted it as being part. I, I, the truth is, just have a damn designated. Anything that you sign up, any scenario that creates more guys who can't hit having to hit is bad. Why is this hard? I the the part about trying to incentivize longer starts is is kind of interesting, I guess, but aren't we also concerned about the number of innings that guys are throwing as a whole and so I think that the idea is that you're dissuading teams from the opener kind of concept. You're definitely dissuading them from an opener, there's no doubt about that, but it goes it, it seems to be more like we want to see starting I, look, pitchers. Look, I want to see some pitchers pitch more into the games too. But. I don't know that I care about that anymore. I, I think it's cool when it happens when a guy is so good that you like leave him have, out there. You know, it's I understand that like you're acknowledging as a team that your guy's not good enough to do it. And so like that's why you don't. But by the way, if you're also bumping the rubber back, you're just making pitching more difficult. So you're making pitching more difficult and forcing guys to stay in the game longer? That doesn't seem to gel. That doesn't make any sense at all. But the at some point, this is going to force a team to have to bat someone they don't want to bat. That's not good for baseball. The product doesn't benefit from guys going up there that are just flailing. That's not good for the sport. The National League traditionalists are like, this is part of the game. and it's, it's not good for baseball to send someone up to the plate that doesn't know how to swing a bat. And if he's good enough, do what the Angels do. If somebody's such a – if you're like, well, what about the hitters that are good enough? If they're that good, if they're good enough to be a major league hitter, let them hit. You know the answer. They're not. There's one. Stop it. Any scenario that involves someone ever having to hit that's not actually a hitter is bad. Chris Davis technically is a hitter, and it's bad when he's got to go to the plate. Stop it. Stop overthinking this. Either have a designated hitter or don't, and the answer is have one. Have less opportunities for someone to go to the plate and swing and miss and go on to the next guy. It's dumb. It's a dumb thing. It's bad for the content, the, the, for the, the quality of the sport. Period. Can't get over that. Um, so I'm out. I'm out on that. I don't really. I I don't know enough about how I feel about the 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 rubber thing. I mean, like it's it's one foot. I don't know that how drastically it changes things. I guess that's what they're going to try to figure out. To an extent, like it's for sure, be, you know, it, it buys you a little. Have to recalibrate. There's no doubt about that. I don't know if it drastically makes it easier to hit in general. I don't know. We will we'll see when we learn about that in the Atlantic League this season. Whew. Is there something else I needed to talk about? I think that's it. I think that's it. Tidbit brought to you today by KNS Automotive right here in Hamden. For over 40 years, KNS Automotive has been restoring, repairing, and maintaining foreign and domestic vehicles with a focus on exceptional workmanship and quality customer service. Everything from oil changes to major body work, they've got you covered right now. 410-235-6660. Go to knsimports.com. K&S Automotive. K-N-S-Imports.com. Tidbit of the day. So, baseball, baby. The Orioles, not doing great in the strikeout department offensively. They lead the league. But the Yankees have nine more double plays grounded into than do the Orioles. Hey, hey, hey. Orioles only five. Yankees tied for first with the Padres yeah, for 14. Yeah, suck. 
You know oh, who else sucks? You know what's the bummer is that mo- it seems like most of the Orioles have been from Trey. Like, that's just, that's yeah, such a bummer. By the way, Golden Sombreros. Yeah. Chris uh, Davis has had a few in his career. Yeah, but hasn't had any this season. Correct. Yeah. You know who has? Who? Mike Trout. Yeah, that guy sucks. He's played uh, 1,263 games in his career. Uh-huh. This was the sixth time he struck out four times. The first since September 2017. The guy's not good at baseball. Accepted. I believe you picked I mean, the Cubs in our contest. Uh, did I? I believe you did. I'm, I mean, I, I had know. them marked as the team I wanted to take. Never got around to it. I believe you took them. They only have 49 hits. Yeah, they have not been good. Through 10 games this season. The yeah. second fewest in the team's first 10 games of a season by any team since, well, in the last 120 years. The only team to have fewer than 49 hits came in 2003 when the Tigers had 46 and finished with only 43 wins. They were, they were my wins. penultimate pick, at yeah. 78 and a half. Indeed. And I thought that I think it might have said at the time, hey, there's a chance they could figure out a way to 85. I looked at them as a team might that be was going like, to win exactly. less. It and might be more like, like they could figure out a way to 70. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, not good for them. J.D. Martinez, one of five players in AL history with at least five homers and 16 RBIs in the team's first nine games, the first since 2013 when Chris Davis did <laughs> Cool. Two teams this year, Cubs being one of them, Yes. have an average below the Mendoza line. As a team? As a team. Two teams do? Who's the other? Oh, that ain't good. Yuck. Um, and it's not the Orioles. No, the Orioles are at an uh, impressive 227. Hell yeah, they are. Impressive 227. Um, who's bad? Who's bad? I don't even know that. Uh, the well, I don't think it's the Rockies. The Rockies. Nope. Um. I how about the how about the the Rangers? Nope. They're just worse than the Orioles. They suck. The Nationals are really bad. Is it the Nationals? The Nationals are bad, man. What the hell is that all about? The Nationals are actually fifth in batting average. Well, how are they so bad? What happened to Steven Strasburg? Did you see that? I did not see that. He can't throw a fastball anymore. That's not ideal. Ninety. Ninety. Eesh. Yeah. That's problematic. Who else is bad? The Pirates? The Pirates are bad. Not bad enough. They're actually somehow 10th in batting average. Mm-hmm. But that's at 238 average. So That's not good. Either. Oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, the, uh, the, the Marlins. No. The, the Phils. No. The, the Reds. They're fourth. How have I missed four teams hitting over two seventy? This how I've missed the fact that the Reds are doing. I don't really, why would I be paying attention? The it's not the Cardinals. The Brewers one ninety nine. What for the Milwaukee? What happened to Brewers? Them? I think Yelich just hurt a little bit, but oh, okay. either way, not ideal. But they're not bad, are they? Their pitching's been really good. Yeah, but their hitting is not. I did not know that. That's wild. That is really wild. All right, very good. Thank you. Uh, tidbit was also brought to you today by Home Team Masks. Today I wore two. Not purposely, though. I just happened, for some reason, I didn't realize I already had one on, and so I stuck another one on. 
The uh, purple and orange state flag neck gator is the one that I was rocking. We got the Celebrate 8 MVP neck gator. We've got the Faded Distress State Flag Mask as well. They're all available right now. Pressboxonline.com slash masks. You want to go to a game this summer, you're going to have to wear a mask. That's the way it goes. You like it, don't like it, not here to debate it. Just telling you, that's the rules. Them's the breaks. Got to wear a mask. So wear a home team mask. Pressboxonline.com slash masks. Tubular brought to you by Window Nation. Act now, beat the rush, and Window Nation will give you 50% off every style window Bows, bays, picture and garden windows, every style, every color, plus get 0% interest for 18 months, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Here's what's coming up, totally tubular-wise. The Orioles, again in action against the Mariners. How did this one didn't post either? What's going on here? What the hell's going on in the world? This happened to me last week. The F is happening. Are you, can you hit publish when you do that? Thank you. I don't know what that's all about. Um. Anyway, Orioles Mariners tonight. Game three of a four-game set. It's Matt Harvey on the mound for the Birds against Justin Dunn for Seattle. Whoever that is, seven o'clock on Masson. Nationals Cardinals one fifteen on Masson. It's also an MLB Network in the rest of the country. MLB Network locally will have Cubs Brewers at one thirty. Then Angels Royals at four. Phillies Mets at seven. Uh, Big Ten Network, Maryland and Johns Hopkins women's lacrosse at 2.30, and then the Big Ten soccer tournament semifinals, Maryland and Indiana at 7.30 on ESPN+. Plus Tonight I'll have Loyola and American in the Patriot League semifinals. NEC front row, Sacred Heart, Mount St. Mary's lacrosse, uh, actually right now. NBC Sports Washington tonight, Wizards Kings, 10 o'clock. ESPN's got Nets Sixers at 7, Mavs Grizzlies at 9.30. NBCSN, Avs Blues, 7.30, Knights Kings, 10 CBS Sports Network for the Orlando Pride versus the New York, New Jersey, Gotham FC in the NWSL. They need to clean up the name of that team. They need to let's just call it Gotham FC. What are we doing? What is New York, New Jersey, Gotham FC? They got to clean that up somehow. I support the league. I'm all for it. Love what they're doing. Got to clean up the name of that team. Inclusivity, Glenn. 7 o'clock. Paramount Plus, again, that's where you got to go to get the Champions League uh, quarterfinals. Liverpool, Real Madrid, three. Borussia Dortmund, Man City at three. TNT for AEW Dynamite at eight. Give me some non-sports highlights. Non-sports. Goldberg's 8 o'clock, ABC. Home Economics. I enjoyed the first episode I do need to to take a look-see at that. 8.30 tonight on ABC. Um, Snowfall, 10 o'clock on FX. Full Friends with Samantha B, 10.30 on TBS. Howie Mandel's on Conan. I know you're a big Howie Mandel fan. Is he plugging? I don't know. Is that is he still on that? that is, what is America's Got Talent? Is that Genuinely have no okay, idea. I don't know either. Uh, stuff and things. Check it all out at glennclarkradio.com. Thanks today to Quinn Miners. Thanks also to Patrick Stevens and to Drew Forrester. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, stuff and things. Oh, Irons and yeah. fires. Yeah, stuff and things tomorrow on the program. Can't wait for that. We got, uh, and also, they're but don't tr- forget they're about, package deal. Don't forget about all tomorrow on Black Clock Radio. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Indeed. Been waiting on that one for a little Me while. Too. About Me damn time too. it comes together. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, the U.S. Army, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, K&S Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at Ottenheimer. Follow us, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Birds. Uh, go Maryland soccer. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. <laughs>